Hey, oh shit! Hey, what's up? What's up? It's your boy State of the State of the New York Knicks podcast, episode one hundred one sixty four, and we talking about the Knicks going two and one in the last three games. But before that, they actually was on a losing streak, and the Knicks was actually zero three in the games before that. So let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about it. I, I personally, me personally, I like what I've been seeing from the Knicks. Um, let's let let's talk about the journey beforehand, right? So the journey beforehand was we was on a three game losing streak. We was getting our asses kicked. Um, you know, we had lost a lead. We had a blown OT call in Memphis. Then we had a blown nine-point nine fourth-quarter lead in Cleveland, and we blown another 20-point lead versus Atlanta. And things was looking bleak. Um, when I mean bleak, things was looking crazy. Like, I was putting out takes of the Knicks need to tank. Um, other people was putting out takes, uh, takes of the Knicks need to make changes. I felt like everybody – I think everybody was in agreement that we all needed – to make a change and the change happened a couple games ago it started off with hey Zaya how you doing that's my nephew it started off with Quentin Grimes starting and when Quentin Grimes first had started I didn't think he needed to start for me personally I felt like that was a reach by Tom Thibodeau I felt like Quentin Grimes starting uh wasn't good but it actually showed us something and that was the game that Tibbs ran out 11 people on the court uh, 11 man rotation and that 11 man rotation ended with <laughs> Cam Reddish actually helping us win a game so let's go down memory lane right let me go from the Celtics game and on Right. So with the Celtics game, oh, my God, my nephew is just he's in the refrigerator doing something. I don't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> but anyways, let's start it off with um, Quentin Grimes was named as the starter. Right. But Grimes had given me nothing in the first quarter. Here, nephew. All right. Give me this. I'll take that. Bye bye. Now Grimes had gave me the nothing in that first the first quarter of that game, and this was the game versus uh, Philadelphia actually. And Derrick Rose in that game in the first quarter, he also know, he also looked one dimensional in that game. Uh, Derrick Rose hasn't looked good to me all season. I feel like Derrick Rose is he should be situational. Derrick Rose is old now, but at the same time, I don't want. Derrick Rose to just be off the team because you do need vets and you do need older players to guide the younger players like quickly, like Grimes, like Deuce McBride. Um, but he did have a good assist that game to start the game to iHeart. Um, iHeart has been providing good minutes as well. And quickly passing that the first quarter of that game was great. He was giving uh, Randall a nice nice dime underneath, and he played great defense. And it's worth noting that quickly is the highest-rated defender on the Knicks, and I believe he's the highest. He's the second-highest-rated defender in the NBA. We're going to get into more of that later. 
Um, but, you know, just a short summary. Uh, Randall was also playing physical that first quarter of that game. He had two early turnovers, and he had seven total in the, of that game. But I felt like Julius Randall turnovers that game, they wasn't bad turnovers. It's a difference between having bad turnovers and good turnovers. I felt like he was just trying to make plays, and that was the reason why he had got the early turnovers that game. And then going into the second quarter, you know, Grimes wasn't really ready to play that game, right? Because going into the second quarter, he had two early fouls, and the Knicks committed 12 turnovers by the beginning of the second quarter, the, the second quarter, the 10-minute, 17 mark. Um, we had 12 turnovers already. So the fact that Isaiah Hardenstein was in the game and Obi was on the court, um, the ball was moving a lot at that time too. So, you know, when you try to move the ball, obviously you're going to commit a lot of turnovers. Um, that's with any basketball team. <laughs> so, but the one thing I found out, you know, during that uh, Sixers game was Isaiah Hardenstein is really good when teams is playing zone. He has a good push shot, and he has a good um, mid-range jumper. And he has a good offensive basketball IQ, which I like. And he used a good mid-range jumper to break the zone a couple times. And um, this game also was the start of the Brunson and Quickly backcourt. It works really well. Um, Jalen Brunson has been playing well all season long. We're going to get to a couple of his numbers later. Um, Jalen Brunson... He's been superb all season. I, I can't even lie. And then at the eight-minute mark of the second quarter, that's when Cam Reddish had came into that game. And I love the Obi and Reddish pairing. Um, Shout-out to Obi Toppin. He's been producing all season. We're definitely going to talk about him as well. Brunson made a three. And see, this is when the game started to get fun um, because Brunson makes a three, and the Knicks had got the first lead, which was 28-27. And then right after that, Barrett was playing well on both sides of the ball. At the beginning of the season, I think the first seven games, Barrett, no, the first six games, Barrett was like he was, he wasn't terrible, but he wasn't great either. He wasn't playing like a number three overall pick, but he started to pick that shit up finally, motherfucker. Um, Barrett played well. The only thing I didn't like was when he tried the one versus three layup in the first quarter. He made it. It was one on three. I'm like, yo, Barry, you just don't like passing on fast breaks, but he made it, so it's cool. But, you know, understandable. You know, Barry tried to use his body to get in the lane. He's been shooting at a higher at, at the rim at a higher percentage this year. He's been just playing well overall this year. Um, so shout outs to RJ Barrett. Um, I love the the one thing also this season that's been low-key good for the Knicks is the chemistry between Julius Randle and Cam Reddish. I really love the chemistry. I love. I like the fact that Tibbs is at least trying to do something with um, Cam Reddish. He's actually making him look like Reggie Bullock <laughs> a little bit, and it's really funny. Uh, Reggie Bullock from the COVID season, and don't get me wrong. Like I love what Reggie Bullock was doing that season, uh, even though I don't count nothing towards that season. Like I, I disrespect that season every chance I get, but that's what that connection reminds me of. Um, Reddish is just overall better talent than Reggie Bullock. We all know this. But the way Reddish and Randall connects is it's really good and it's really great to see. Um, Evan Fournier, he's been trash every game. He's been a net negative every game. He has a play here and there. I just don't I just don't understand it no more with, with, with Evan Fournier. I don't know if the demotion to the bench is getting to him. I don't know if the pressure of 
of what's going on around him is getting to him, but he's been horrible. Um, he, he has to play here and there each game. Don't get me wrong. And we're going to talk about it, about um, some of the plays he made in Timberwolves game. He, he makes plays, but, you know, Evan Fournier has been – he's been god-awful, honestly. Um, and then during that second quarter, that was when D. Rose, he had three straight turnovers. And I was telling y'all about how D. Rose, he just looked um, horrible at times this season. Um, he's a vet. I'm going to respect D. Rose, youngest MVP of all time. I have no problem with D. Rose. Um you know, but he had three straight turnovers, including the offensive foul and seven minutes of play. Like, he was really bad. He was really bad. And at that moment, right, in R.J. Barrett's last seven games, he was 53 for uh, – um, he was he made – he had 53 made field goals uh, out of 116 attempts and 46% from the field. So his efficiency was on an uptick, and the Knicks was 4-3 and three at that time, record in the last seven. Obi Toppin at that time also was shooting 52% from the field, 46% from three, and 100% from the free throw line. Obi has been the best shooter on the Knicks all season long, and that's crazy because he's one of the more athletic Knicks. And um, worth noting that Maxi had 27 in the three quarters versus the Knicks this game, and then in the fourth quarter he only had four points, and that was when Tibbs made the adjustment. And it's funny because adjustments is what's going on right now with Tibbs. He's being forced to adjust, basically. And let me light my blunt when I say this. He's been forced to adjust because of Mitchell Robinson's injury. And the fact that Mitchell Robinson's injury has literally forced Tibbs to go out his way and play certain people, I think that's just God talking. You know, I, I think that's just God t forcing him to do the right thing and do the right thing for the team, do the right thing for the future of the Knicks, do the right thing for himself. You know, Tibbs is 64, man. Sometimes you got to get these old folks um, out of their own head, man. That's that that's before honesty. And then Tibbs, worth noting that Tibbs put Reddish, he put Reddish on Maxi, shut Maxi down, literally, in the second. That Cam Reddish and RJ wing pairing is elite. And we're going to talk more about that once I once I get to the Timberwolves game. And then the Randall and Obi front court outscored the 76ers by 14 points when they was on the floor. So that's something beautiful to see. Reddish caused the offensive. So I I loved Reddish um play that game as well, defensively, right? We're literally watching a young player mature. And in front of our eyes, he's maturing. He's maturing. He's learning how to affect the game. Uh, nephew, please don't do so much. Please. Thank you. But he's learning. He, he's maturing, and he's learning how to affect the game without having to score. And as soon as Reddish came in, he caused an offensive foul on Tobias Harris. And, um, you know, that was, that was great to see. And during that quarter – Barrett was getting most of his buckets in transition, and that's something I also like to see. He had a good second quarter, and in three straight play, three straight plays, Tobias Harris offensive foul caused by Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish blocks a shot, which leads to a RJ transition. RJ got fouled. RJ Barrett right now, as it currently stands, is eighty one percent at the free throw line this year. Um, then the very next play, Reddish causes a steal, which leads to a Reddish dunk. Then Randall. And then Randall, Reddish, and Brunson, RJ, 
and Isaiah had finished the quarter. Yes, 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 nephew. I'm recording right now, brother. I'm recording right now, brother. Thank you, brother. Appreciate appreciate you thinking about. Um, you know, Randall, Reddish, Brunson, RJ, Isaiah, once again, they finished the quarter. And also something that happened this game, which kind of pissed me off, was Mitchell Robinson getting hurt. Like, Mitch, come on, dude. Come the fuck on, bro. What is going on with Mitchell Robinson, bro? Why do I have to continuously defend this man? After he got paid, that's the part that's annoying to me. Um, I shouldn't have to defend him after he got paid, bro. But here we are. You know, Mitchell Robinson was getting into early foul trouble in early games because of Evan Fournier, Jalen Brunson backcourt, which I fucking hate it. And um, it, it, it's, you know, it's tough. It's tough for me to look at Mitchell Robinson and, 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 and you know, try to defend him all the time, man. It's getting tough for me to do that. And then, you know, going back to that game, Randall had the tough putback to go up 58-53. The Knicks had 14 first first half turnovers for the Knicks, but we played hard and we used transition to get most of our buckets. It's not, it, I love the fact that the Knicks are top 10 in pace right now. And, yes, nephew. I hear you. The Knicks are top 10 in pace right now and in, in, in the NBA, and we top 10 in possessions in games. So that's something else to see. Um, in the third quarter, the Knicks had opened up in, um, three by transition buckets with R.J. Barrett and Brunson. You know, R.J. comes up, makes a layup. Brunson, very next play, makes a layup. Um, we are playing great defense to start the third. Um, when Mitch had when Mitch had left the game, it was Isaiah Hardenstein. Isaiah Hardenstein was protecting the rim on multiple blocks this game, and he was scoring on pick and roll. And he extended the lead to 64-56. But Deontay Milton, um, Milton had hit a three, and then RJ answers back by going to the rim. But then Maxi hits a three. Then this is when Maxi starts going off. Maxi hits a three. Then he gets a dunk. Then he hits another three. And then Brunson and RJ Barrett. Then another bucket. After, like Maxi was pouring it in on the Knicks, right? So you notice when he was pouring it on the Knicks, you notice who wasn't on the court. Cam fucking Reddish. Like, it, like, it's so funny how one man can literally... I hope he saves the season. I hope he's one of the causes of the Knicks winning all of these games. Because since he's been inserted in the starting lineup, everybody else has been playing good basketball. Everybody else can play their game. That's funny. Um, so you notice Maxi was destroying everybody. And at the seven minute, 704 mark, Maxi had 10 points straight to get Philly to lead at 69-68. So right after that, Barrett makes a Brandon Roy running jump hook move. You know, Barrett or he at least one time per game, Barrett already has a move that you're like, okay, okay, Barry, we see you learning. You know, he had that spin move yesterday, um, spin, hop, step, gather, where he had the and one on Jaden McDaniels. And I'm like, that's cool. You learn how to use your body. Barrett is a big body. You got to learn how to use it, brother. Um, Barrett was playing well. He's playing within the flow of the offense, finally. He wasn't forcing shots. Uh, the stat pattern bullshit uh, uh, had ended, you know. Brunson has been very consistent in the paint. 
I noticed um, every single game, Brunson makes it of emphasis to get in the paint. Um, as noted, the Knicks are second in the NBA in points in the paint. Um, we have an identity, ladies and gentlemen. We finally have an identity, something we've been looking for, something we've been looking for, an identity. And we finally, finally have one. Scoring in the paint. It's beautiful. Beautiful. I, I love it. I love it, bro. I love it, bro. So, going back to the game, right? Randall, at this point in time, the man was missing so many threes. I wanted him to stop shooting threes. I almost punched my TV real quick. I'm like, Randall, what the fuck are you doing? Stop shooting threes. Get your big ass in the paint, bro. Get in the paint, bro. And then, finally, Grimes scores at the three-point, the three-minute mark, 339 mark of the third. Um, he's just not phys physically to play, physically ready to play basketball yet. Um, I don't want to see Brunson until he's a hundred percent. I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to see Grimes until he's a hundred percent. I don't want to see Grimes until he's a thousand percent. I don't need to see him. He was a negative twenty every time he touched the court. Philly went on a run. At some point, the Knicks need to just tell the truth about Jalen Brunson. Stop. I mean, Jalen Brunson. See, Brunson been so nice, man. He's on. He's on my brain. Pause. The Knicks. Need pause, 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 pause. Pause. The Knicks need to figure this shit out with Quentin Grimes. I don't want to see him. I don't need to see him until twenty twenty three. That's it. Enough of him. Enough. Um, Sims came in the game in the late third. I didn't like the sub for me, honestly. But then the sub that really intrigued me. Hmm. Was the OB sub at the 250 mark, right? And quickly, at that mark, quickly shooting was ass. He was one for seven, but quickly was still playing well because I felt like quickly wasn't doing too much. And quickly, I, I appreciate you, young, young blood. I appreciate you showing me up. I appreciate you listening to me. I appreciate the fact that you're finally playing your game. Continue to play your game. Don't try to do too much, bro. If you don't got the initial shot, move off the fucking ball, bro. I only need Jalen Brunson to, to do his Allen Iverson impression. I don't need you to do that. You stick to doing what you do best, brother. Don't try to do too much. Love the defense by him. Um, the one thing about Tibbs that I hated in this game was putting R.J. Barrett on Tobias Harris. How can you be so stupid? How can you be... Tobias shooting over R.J. Barrett the whole fucking game. Come on now. And then the Knicks going in three minutes, go going three minutes without a field goal. We go down 72-79. So at this point, the quickly Sims Evan RJ OB lineup is on the court. Hate it. Never want to see it again. Philly ended the quarter on 11 2 run, right? Barrett, mind you, he kept attacking all game in transition. He was playing hard. He had eight rebounds, but it wasn't enough at that moment. And I'm like, yo, the Knicks, we lose this game. No Embiid and Harden, we might have to tank. We might have to figure some shit out. Shit looking tough. This is why I want, this is why I say, you know what, State? I'm going to record podcast, personal podcasts in three-game increments because if I record after each game, I'm going to be giving flip-flop takes, and I don't like to do that. I don't want to give 
takes where people can be like, yo, State, but you said this last week. You, you feel me? Like, I noticed that a lot because I am emotional. Like, for example, the other day I said that the Knicks don't have no talent and our young players couldn't get better. And I only said that because we was doing a, a three-game losing streak and I didn't feel the impact of the kids, you know, just being emotional. Uh, I apologize to Nick fans today. I apologize to Sean for that. Shout-outs to the Nick Wall, you know. But this was a funny game. So the Knicks were shooting six for 29 from three going into the fourth. And Evan Fournier hasn't scored in 10 minutes, right? So the Knicks start off the fourth slow. Hello, nephew. And Kirk Moss hits a three. Now Philly is up 86-74. Evan and Sims doesn't need to be in the game at this point. And the 76ers are still on the 14-2 run. Now, here's where things get interesting. This was the change of Tibbs' narrative a little bit. This is where he's trying to change his narrative, right? So with Tibbs, right, at the 10-24 mark, he puts in Obi Toppin and Julius Randle on the court together. As soon as Obi touches the court, as soon as he touches the court, he gives Obi Toppin an easy assist for a wide-open corner three. Boom. This, Yes, nephew. This was the beginning of a comeback, and this was the beginning of a change in Tibbs' brain, right? So now, Obi Toppin, right after that three, he gets an alley-oop dunk from, from Evan. Five quick points from Obi Toppin. And mind you, Going into the fourth, quickly was playing well to me. But in that fourth quarter, quickly was doodle, straight doodle. He quick, quickly was so bad, I wanted to throw him out of the incinerator. I said, "Yo, get quickly out of the goddamn man, game, man. I, I don't want to see him no more." And you know, Evan Fournier, he tried to make a drive. I know y'all all remember that drive to hit a layup. He gets blocked. And then that leads to a, a Milton, Milton corner three, right? And now the 76ers lead 91-81, right? So with 6.42 left in the fourth, South, ladies and gentlemen, Josh, Jay, UGA, the real Cavs, everybody, third option, Cam Reddish checks in the game and R.J. Barrett for Evan and Quickly. Soon as Reddish comes in the game, he forces a turnover to an assist straight to Obi. R.J., Obi, Reddish was defending well and they was communicating. Julius Randle was doing what he does, being big in the paint. He was grabbing boards. Brunson had a steady game, never tried to do too much, right? He had 16, 6, and 6 this game. And Quick, Reddish covers Maxi as soon as he come, comes in the game, and Maxi has not scored. He was currently in jail. Straight jail. Straight jail. I did not like the fact how Tibbs continuously put R.J. Barrett on these quick-ass guards. They was killing my boy. Stop putting them on quick guards. I don't want to see it no more. Then the very next play, shout-outs to Big Dog Juju, because he finally, he's showing up. He showed up last night. He showed up this game, too. He forced a turnover on, on P.J. Tucker to a travel. 
and Obi was covering the perimeter with great defense. And Reddish right after drives for a layup and pulls the Knicks within four. Right after that, R.J. Barrett, dumbass. And I know y'all remember this play. Because I'm like, yo, R.J., what the fuck are you doing, bro? Right after the fucking play, bro. Like, he comes and tries to drive in the four people. <clears throat> wow. R.J., wow. You trying to drive in the four people. You just see Reddish make a drive for a layup. Pass the ball, dummy. Pass the ball, $120 million man. Highest paid man on the Knicks right now. He's looking better, by the way. He's looking damn good. But pass the fucking ball, RJ Barrett. You motherfucker. Um, then very next play, OB hits a three. And now the score is 93-90 for the comeback for the for the assist from Brunson. And Brunson was getting in the paint all night. And I'm gonna get into some of those stats too. Um Randall had the Euro the Euro layup assist. Um, Toppin and Reddish combined for 25 points off the bench at that point. Um, Harris hits a shot. Then Brunson comes right back, hits a layup. He was great. He was scoring when needed. He was assisting when needed. And then at 94-95, Montrez was at the line. And Montrez go one for one. And then Julius Randle with the play of the fucking night, bro. Julius Randle finds Obi for the corner three, left elbow. Um... And then Reddish forces another turnover. Mind you, Julius Randle had seven turnovers that game, but they was good turnovers. It's the difference between having bad turnovers and it's the difference between having good turnovers. Then my boy Jalen Chauncey Billups Brunson gets the and one bucket. I stands up. You know I give the wall cry the ah. You know the ah. When you get a wall cry at the and one, right after that, Jalen Brunson pulls up. Gives me the and one. Knicks got the 196 lead. Um, Brunson was seven for seven at the line. And the Knicks went on a 19-5 run with OB, Brunson, Randall, Reddish, RJ Lana. Looks very elite, right? This was the beginning of the two and one. Right? We go into the next game. I'm not gonna get too deep into the Celtics, Celtics game. Um, because I want to get right into the 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 Timberwolves game. Um the only reason why I recapped the 76ers game because I was recording a fucking podcast and it for some crazy reason it just did not record. So I apologize for you know bringing y'all through that memory lane, but I had no choice a little bit. Um, but just going into the Celtics game, the Knicks shot 51% from the floor, 40% from three, 93% from the free throw line. Your top three scores go 29, 27, 22 all on good efficiency. You score 118 points. You have zero business losing the game, let alone by 15. The Celtics got half from three, but it was unforced errors and gifted 12 of those three. Shout-outs to Robert Currents. Love your tweets, brother. Love your tweets, brother. Showing you some love right now, brother. Love your tweets, brother. Matter of fact, I'm going to share it up there, right? And um, the Knicks are showing great balance. The problem with the Celtics game, honestly, was just communication. Uh, you, you're never supposed to allow a team to hit 27 threes, let alone a Tibbs team, uh, let alone a team that prides itself on defense, let alone a team that, you know, uh, uh, has players who actually can defend and has the second 
highest rated defender in the NBA, which is fucking very interesting to me. And Emmanuel, quickly, uh, I got this stat right here. I will share it with you guys at the top of the screen at the top of the Twitter spaces. But basically, Emmanuel quickly second of all 252 players in defense um, per 538. Small sample Raptor. He next he lead the Knicks in deflections, steals, and defensive rebounds per possession. Per possessions, top three in distance traveled and contested shots per minute. He's third in the entire NBA and defensive on and off. Love it, Emmanuel, quickly. Got to give you a hand clap. Got to give you a hand clap. You've been playing so well. That is shit I like to see. Um, It was tough watching that Celtics game, right? I, I didn't watch it initially. I watched it a second time. And, you know, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. We take the loss. We take the stride. And you watch film. And when you watch film, you get a game like the Timberwolves game. Um, let me let me, that was one of the most dominant first halves I've seen since Nick's take. That was one of the most exciting first halves I've ever seen as a Nick fan. That was one of the most like exhilarating quarters I like halves I ever seen. That was great basketball. I've never seen I haven't seen the Knicks team overwhelm a team like that since Knicks take. That was dominance. And shout outs to Tibbs. Tibbs is a funny dude. He invoked his inner Larry Brown and started Jericho Sims in Jericho Sims hometown city. Um so shout outs to Tibbs. Uh, let me let me just run into let me just run down some of these stats, man. Before I before I really before I really get into the Timberwolves game, let me run run down some of these stats, man. And each time I'm gonna run them down, I'm gonna just share them. In 214 possessions with Cam and RJ on the floor this season, the Knicks are a plus 14.2, scoring 131.8 points per. I'll bet allowing 117.5 points per. Small sample size and all that, but I think New York has found something in this duo that works on both ends. It works. It works. Let's keep going down the list. Isaiah Hardenstein, 10 games, highest plus minus with 24. Guess who's second? Cam Reddish. Cam fucking Reddish. The person people wrote off all summer. Wrote him off. Say he doesn't fit with the starting lineup. Say he doesn't help with winning. Say he doesn't do this. Say he doesn't do that. You know, Cam Reddish is second. Jalen Brunson's third. Which is great to see. Our $100 million man is living up to the bill. I have no complaints about Jalen Brunson. He gets too ball dominant at times, but I'll take it. Anything to keep the fucking ball out of R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle hands, I'll tell you that. I don't need those two motherfuckers dribbling too much. R.J. Barrett, I want him dribbling more than Julius Randle, but I don't want him dribbling a lot, to be honest with you. Emmanuel quickly, not surprising, plus 22. He's playing well. Obi Toppin, plus 16. We're going to get more into Obi Toppin. Derrick Rose, a plus 7. That's surprising to me because Derrick Rose, in my opinion, has been stinking it up all season. Um, I just feel like I'm not seeing the best of Derrick Rose. I didn't see it last game. 
I didn't see it the last couple of games. I feel like Derrick Rose minutes should exclusively go to Deuce McBride. Yep. I said it. Deuce McBride. You thought I was going to say up Quickly's minutes? I know Quickly's minutes been getting jerked last few games. I know. But I want to see Deuce in the game. I want to see Deuce McBride. I'm ready to see. I'm ready to see my young boy. Um, some more stats for y'all, right? At the 10-game mark. We're second in offensive rebounds per game. Shout-outs to Mitchell Robinson. Get get well soon, brother. We're third. No, we're second in rebounds per game. We're third in offensive rebounds per game. We're third in second-chance points per game. We're second in paints, paint points per game. We're third in percentage points in the paint. We're second in miles per game. We're fifth in average speed. We're fifth in bench points per game. Beautiful numbers. Beautiful numbers. Beautiful. Love it. Also, some more numbers for y'all. You want to talk about Cam Reddish's defense? Everybody he's guarded got at least one turnover. Tyrese Maxey got two. He's held Tyrese Maxey to 28%. Marcus Smart, he only got two field goal attempts, um, 50%. Jalen Brown, he was three for five on Reddish. Cool, 60%. But he had a turnover as well. I, at the 10-game mark, your best differential on the Knicks with an on-court net rating of plus 5.1 is Isaiah Hardenstein. Great. That is great to see. Value signing. That's what the Knicks have failed to do in the past years. Give me some value signings. Give me some guys on the, on the floor who can impact the game and still not, you know, affect, affect us on the court. You get what I'm saying? And I love what Isaiah Hardenstein brings. I love the toughness from him. <laughs> oh, you'll be okay. You'll be okay. Isaiah Hardenstein is protecting the rim. You'll be okay, nephew. But anyways, um, Julius Randle, he's another guy. Um, these are just his percentage of shooting, like where he's shooting at on the floor, Right. And when I look at these percentages, they are very noticeable. So last season, um, the field goal attempts from zero to three foot was 25%. So the amount of shots he was taking, zero to three foot, zero to three feet was 25%. The percentage amount of shots he was taking from 16 foot to three-point line, which is long twos, was 14%. His free throw rate was 32%. His three-point attempt rate was 31%. His true shooting percentage was 51%. So in 2022 and 2023, Julius Randle, his field goal attempts from zero to three foot now is at 34%. His field goal attempts from 16 feet to three-point three line, which is long twos, is at 2%. Two. Two. Ooh, he's eliminating the bad shot that I want him to eliminate for the past three years going on four. That long two, he does not need to take it. He does not need to dribble the ball. He does not need the jab step. He just needs to go. That's when you're going to get the best Julius Randle. So the season before, you had 14%. So you had a 12% drop off 
and eliminating the long two from his game. And his free throw rate um went up too to 43%. So he's getting to the line more. His three-point attempt rate went up to 37%. And his true shooting percentage has gone up to 57%. Positive trends on both ends. I still want Julius Randle traded. With that said, I still want him traded. Ain't nothing changed. <laughs> y'all, th- y'all thought shit was supposed to change with him? Ain't nothing changed. He still need to go. He still got to go. And it's nothing against him. He's doing exactly what he needs to do. Up his value. Sell high. Hustle man. Martin. You got to sell high. Because Obi Tobin is one of only three players in the NBA shooting 40% from, from deep, 49% from the field, and 90% from the free throw line. Steph Curry and Trey Murphy are the other two. More importantly, the Knicks are 3-0 when Obi Toppin plays more than 20 minutes. We're actually 4-1 when Obi Toppin plays more than um, 20 minutes. At some point, Knicks got to make a decision. If you don't want to make that decision in trading Randall or trading Obi Toppin, if you don't want to do that, then... As a Knicks fan, me personally, and this is this is about to be tough. What I'm about to say, um, and I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna feel good about what I'm about to say, but it's something that has to be said. In order to play Obi Toppin and Julius Randle together more minutes, we will have to either trade. Mitchell Robinson or Isaiah Hardenstein. It's just going to have to happen. Uh, I I, I don't see the reason why you keep Obi Toppin off the court any longer. I think it's not fair. Uh, I I think it's not fair. I think it's egregious. For Obi Toppin's career, he's averaged 14.5 minutes per game. To put that in context, 32 players from the 2022 draft are averaging more minutes per game in the NBA, including C.J. LB, Theo Madlin, Kenyon Martin Jr., R.J. Hampton, and Saban Lee. Come on now. Come on now. That's disrespectful. Obi Toppin last five games with 20-plus minutes per play. 25 points per game, five rebounds per game, two assists per game, 63% from the field. 50% from the um, three-point line, 47, a uh, plus 47. Come on now. At some point, Tibbs, Leon Rose will have to make that tough decision. I'm kind of glad I don't have to make it for them because if it was up to me, Julius Randle would, would have been sent out the door already. But at the same time, you can understand why you know, you just can't trade both of them. Um, they a game like that where Obi Toppin and Randall plays well, and Obi Toppin plays twenty six minutes. I don't know how you can complain. I don't know how a fan could get on here today, or get on the Twitter Spaces, or get on a podcast, or get on anything and complain that what transpired transpired last night with Obi Toppin or Julius Randall. And a season high in minutes for Obi Toppin tonight, um, 26 minutes, 
Uh, 10, 10, 10.17 of those were played sharing the court with Julius Randle. They're up to 27.35 minutes together this season. Um, not enough for me. I need more. I would like to see more. The Obi Toppin and Julius Randle front court, it looks really good. Uh, it, bring, it brings a good blend. It brings a great blend when Julius Randle's hitting his threes. That's the main thing. When Randle is hitting his threes, the Obi Toppin and Randle front court is really good. And that is something that the Knicks need to keep experimenting on and something that the Knicks need to continue to thrive within. It's just playing small ball. And the injury to Mitchell Robinson, is, it looks like it's a blessing. Um, so the Knicks... You know, we come out with Jericho Sims. We come out with Cam Reddish with the starters. And we come out and we overwhelm the Timberwolves, right? Reddish had Edwards in jail all night. R.J. Barrett and Reddish collectively had Ant-Man in jail. That was bad. I don't know if Edwards don't want to play with the Timberwolves. I don't know what the fuck is going on there. They need to figure that shit out. And at one point, the Knicks um, led in points off turnovers with 23-0. to zero. And at the start of the game, I believe Cat tried to overwhelm Sims, but Sims was battling. The Knicks did start off slow. We didn't score the first three minutes of the game. And then that's when Cam Reddish opened the game with a three. Then Randall opened the game with another three. And then Cam Reddish hits another three with an assist from R.J. Barrett. Um, The one thing, too, I I would like for the Knicks to start emphasizing is I I would like for them to – get Reddish more shots. I think they should um, start looking at film to get him more shots. I think he's been very efficient this season. Uh, I think he deserves it. I think he makes everybody else's game easier. Uh, I think he makes R.J. Barrett's game easier as well. I noticed the uptick in R.J. Barrett when uh, Reddish begins to start. Um, and, 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 you know, Reddish... It's just great to see, man. Oh, and it's also worth noting that the top six scorers on the Knicks, R.J. Barrett, he's 22 years old. Jalen Brunson, he's 26. Julius Randle, he's 28. Obi Toppin, he's 24. Um, I'm not going to count uh, Evan Fournier. Isaiah Hardestine is also 24. So it's a good blend. Then you got Quickly. Um, Quickly is 22. So it's it's a good blend of what these guys is doing on the court and what I'm seeing on the court from this Knicks team. And um, Barrett and Reddish made the game tough on Edwards in the first. It looked like Edwards was disinterested in the game. Um, Randall had four, three, four threes early, and Randall looked great. Sims gave us a great first seven minutes, and the Knicks was nine for 16 in the first from three. When um, and, and Obi hits another three, and we had 11 assists in the first. And going into the second, the ball was moving. Um, you had quickly Rose, Evan, Obi, and Isaiah to start the second quarter. Edwards wasn't on his game still, and Edwards was supposed to make a, a wide open layup. He misses and then commits a take foul. That's when I knew the game. I, I knew I knew from there. I said the Knicks gonna whip the Timberwolves' ass. That from that point on, I say, yeah, it's over for the Timberwolves. They they they, they didn't come to play today. Um, Obi had two early steals, and the Knicks had a forty to twenty nine lead. And then Brunson then gets a goal ten for an and one. Um, once again, the quickly Brunson backcourt they played well together. 
I really like that backcourt. I love the blend of the defense and the offense. Um, quickly, once again, he's playing well. Um, I didn't like the minutes he played tonight. I didn't. I, I believe that he deserved more minutes. I believe that he deserves Derrick Rose's minutes. I don't need to see Derrick Rose anymore. Um, Evan Fournier has been just complete gutter trash. Uh, I I don't even wanna like if I if I start the pile on Evan Fournier, it's gonna it's gonna not look fair. It's gonna not look fair. It's it's just borderline disgusting now. He's a negative forty now, a negative forty. I don't need to see him no more. Don't need to see him no more. Um, so, you know, the Knicks is busting ass, even though Evan Fournier was still ass. But he did have a steal, which led to another OB3. Um, we had a 19-point lead, and it was 48-29 to 29 at the time. And also, Jalen Brunson had two 20-10 um, um, games in his first 10 games with the Knicks. The last Knick to do that was Stephon Marbury. That was noted last night. So I thought that was something worth noting. Um, Brunson was was really good. He didn't allow the Timberwolves to come back. Every time it felt like the Timberwolves was about to come back, Brunson made a bucket. That, yo, he is so clutch, bro. Like, when it comes to not allowing teams to pour it on at certain points, um, it's more evident now that Cam Reddish is starting because now that Cam Reddish is starting, the bleeding – can stop a little bit when teams is, is is trying to make these runs and and Randall, RJ, and Brunson can play their games easier. And each time, it looked like the Timberwolves was coming Brett coming back. Um, Brunson hit a tough floater, and then Ed, a tough floater tough floater over Edwards, excuse me. And the Knicks was up fifty two thirty three. Then another layup by Brunson, and the Knicks was up fifty four thirty three. Um, Sims was defending the rim well. Um, Towns was butterscotch soft, by the way. Butterscotch soft. When Obi Toppin ran into him, that told me Obi is confident that he could get that shot over Towns. Towns got to be tougher, man. Got to be tougher. You from New York, bro. I don't know what that shit you was on last night. I know you were scoring and all, but such a such a soft display from a generational talent. I, he needs to be. He needs to play better. Um. But fuck the Timberwolves. I'm a Knicks fan. Sims had another dunk right after Fournier steals the ball. And the Knicks was overwhelming the Timberwolves. This is when I said last night, this feels like Knicks tape. I haven't felt the team feel like Knicks tape in a couple of years. This was a dominant half. This half reminded me of when that Knicks tape team first played Miami, when it was Braun, Wade, and Bosch. And how they destroyed them that first half. It looked bad for Miami. It was bad. We overwhelmed Miami that game. I and that was the one game that always stuck out to me for years, even to this day, 10 years later. That game, that first game, the Knicks versus Miami. Go go look at that. Yo, the way we destroyed them that first half, I was like, oh my God. Oh, oh my God. This is beautiful. So you know, we punching the Timberwolves right now. And once again, at that, at, at this was the point where we was 23-0 and 0, um, leading in points off turnovers. Um, Edwards was really bad, man, once again. I got to keep saying that. Edwards was so bad. Then Obi had another dunk. We was up 60-33. to 33. Then RJ had a strong spin move drop step, looking like Brandon Roy a little bit for the and one on Jaden McDaniels. 
if RJ Barrett is finally learning how to use his body, his upper body strength. It took him three years to learn. He's in year four. Um, I'm proud of him. He's been playing better. Give him a hand clap. He's been definitely playing better. Appreciate you, RJ Barrett. Um, now we up 67, um, 45. Reddit had Reddish had a strong strong take to the basket as well, right after that. And I remember, I don't know who it was, but he had a rant a couple weeks ago on Reddish. Damn, I forgot this kid's name. He one of my young boys too. He'd be on Twitter spaces. And the rant he was having was Reddish, take it to the Baja. Reddish, you gotta take it to but he was screaming though. See, I'm in a good mood, so I can't scream. Cause the Knicks dominated yesterday. That was that was me, oh, gang. Oh yeah, okay. I'm glad you that was me, I'm, gang. I'm glad you because every time he went to the basket, I said, yo, I wonder I wonder if homie's watching right now. Cause he's really taking it to the basket strong. And it, the one play that stuck out to me where I was like, okay, Reddish, you 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 taking it up real strong. The play against the guy that looks like Jay Crowder, I can't get his name right now. Um you talking about Torian Yes, Prince? yes, the play on Torian Prince. Now, that's a play a couple games prior. Reddish would have did some dumb shit and shot a jump shot. But instead, he took it to the paint. That tells me he's watching film instantly. Instantly watching film. Instantly watching film. I, I appreciate Thibodeau for giving Reddish the chance. I got to applaud Tibbs for this. And this... This is God's talk. This is God talking. Oh, yeah, I got to talk about that later. But go uh, ahead. This is God talking, right? God is literally forcing Tibbs to do shit, the smart things, the right things, the things he's supposed to, he's been supposed to be doing since last season, this season. He's forcing him to do it. And it's sad Mitchell Robinson had to get hurt to, to force him to do these things. I don't want nobody to tell me to genuinely want to go small. Fuck off. You lying to me. Don't don't lie to me. I will never lie to Nick fans. He ain't doing that shit because he genuinely wants to. He has to. Or he's going to look like a dumbass. Straight up. Straight up. And... It's crazy because we destroying these dudes, right? And Randall hits another three. And I'm looking at Randall. I'm like, this is COVID. Yeah, Randall right here. This is almighty 4C Randall right here. I don't know what type of shit he was on. Even the dumbass shot he took from three where he did the step back in, in the corner. And everybody was like, yo, why would Randall shoot that shot? I, I, I thought about it like five minutes later. Matter of fact, fuck it. You should have took that shit. You hot as fist grease. Everything was dropping for Randall. I think he only had one field goal inside the arc last night. Beautiful from him. Keep it up. Keep that value up, brother. I still want him traded, by the way. I know I'm talking good about it, but that still stands. Unless, like I said, the Knicks will have to make the tough choice in either trading Mitchell Robinson or trading Isaiah Hardenstein to free up minutes so Tibbs can go small. Or you can just fire the head coach at the end of the season or let him go to the upper management, bring a younger coach in who, who would keep all four of those guys but still play Obi and Randall together. Because I want to see it more. I want to see it more. 
It's sad that Tim's got to be forced to do certain shit. It's sad that it's cooking Quentin Grimes' foot. His foot had to have been sacrificed to the lands of Allah, to the gods, for this organization to put Redditch on the floor, to have Tim's put meaningful rotations on the floor. God got a journey for everybody. So I know Quentin Grimes is going to come back better. I'm not even worried about him. I am worried about his foot, honestly. But him as the basketball player, I'm not too concerned about it. Because I'm not backing off my Danny Green comp from him. Danny Green helped teams win championships. I watched him hit. I watched him break the finals record in threes. The fuck out of here when you tell me Danny, Danny, people scoff at Danny Green like the Knicks supposed to draft eight, eight superstars. Everybody can't be a superstar. Everybody can't be a boss. You need workers. Come on. You can't have 15 superstars on one team. It's fucking possible. Hold on, Papa Left. Give me like five more minutes. Um, I'm just going off the second half of this game, and then y'all can jump right in here. Um, I just wanted to recap uh, 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 all three all three of the last games, only because my last pod, I tried to record it. It did some stupid nonsense, and now I'm, I'm just trying to get all of those things together. So, all right, so let me, I'm going to speed run through this, um, Papa Left and, and South of Y'all, and then y'all can um, actually join me on this pod. Um at the third, we start with good ball movement by Barrett. He had a good and one um, going straight into the layup. RJ, mind, be um, mindful that R.J. Barrett is making 81% of his free throws this season. That is beautiful. At this point, Edwards is one for five from the field. Jail! Rikers Allen! C-74! Can I check in, sir? Yes, you can. That jail with RJ and Reddish, you going to be, a lot of y'all going to be joining soon. Tim's just got to let it flow. Just let him eat. Keep starting Reddish. Just let him, don't, keep starting him next to RJ. Keep it. You know, you know why Brunson don't look tired last couple of games? You don't think Reddish got something to do with that? I know I'm giving Reddish a lot of love right now, but God damn, fellas, we got to stop lying to ourselves like this, but this man ain't helping out our other ballers, man. We got to stop it, man. We got to stop it. So um, the Timberwolves started the third on the 10-0 run, um, which was kind of blowing minds. Um, and then Barrett hits a three. He hits a timely three. Don't touch that young man. Barrett hits a timely three. I'm watching my nephew, by the way. I'm, like, doing five things at once, so bear with me. Um, Barry hits a three from Brunson, and that assist went it and, and Barrett, noticeable by Barrett, that three that he hit at that moment, he would have missed that shit three years prior. <laughs> Year four, he hit that three, and that was a momentum killer for the Timberwolves. So I can respect R.J. Barrett for that. Love it. Love it. I seen somebody on the dumbass timeline yesterday, too, say some dumb shit. How can you stat pad in the third quarter? How? How? 
How can you hate RJ so much in your blood? You snap pad in the third? Where the fucking apple at? Let me bite into this apple. You know that you know when you bite into an apple, you know it's a sign of intelligence. Bite into this apple, man. It seemed like a lot of people say a lot of stupid shit. They don't eat enough apples. You know. If you ever watch Death Note, the anime, the demon that's a part of the Death Note, with my <laughs> with my, my guy, I can't think of his name right now, but he always eats an apple. <laughs> so that's how I was feeling yesterday. <laughs> and the season high, once again, Obi Toppin, 26 minutes from Obi Toppin tonight. Um, once again, Randall, those minutes, uh, 10, 17 of those minutes were sharing the court with Julius Randall, which was also beautiful. The Knicks were still overwhelming the Timberwolves in the third. Reddish really had Ant-Man in jail with Barrett. Brunson made sure the Timberwolves never came back with Barrett um, with Barrett and a, lay, uh, a layup that had the Knicks go up 89-68. Then two more free throws. The next play, Brunson has 24 assists and one turnover in the last three games. Brunson, Brunson has been making the case for the quietest all-star bid I've ever seen. Quiet. Very, very squeaky quiet. One of those quiet little walks in the park. Brunson having a little quiet to the walk to the starters, the starters for the all-star game this year. Little quiet, little quiet walk to the all-star game. I've never seen some shit like this before. Quietest all-star bid ever. <laughs> oh, man. Now the Knicks is up 91-68. Um, the Knicks at the time was 17 for 19 from the free throw line. And we was up 94-76 by that time. It was total dominance by the Knicks. Quickly came in at the 350 mark. I thought he should have been subbed in sooner, personally. I feel like Quickly deserves more minutes. I feel like Quickly has been deserving of more minutes by what he's been doing on the court, what he brings us defensively, what he brings us offensively. Um, I think his playmaking has been better. Um, I think quickly has been – he's been solid, man. He's been solid, man. I might have to pat myself on the back for that one, man. I might have to really – because ain't no way I challenge quickly publicly on multiple spaces – Multiple videos, multiple everything, and you know, he's just playing about it. <laughs> so that's good. It's good to see, man. And then Obi and quickly connected for um connected for a three to go up 101-76. The lead was back up to 25, and the Knicks ended the quarter 103 to 80. And with a lead, um, with an Isaiah Hardenstein put back, and they hit 16 threes at the time, destroying these dudes. The Knicks start off the fourth quarter ugly with a turnover. Um, Edwards layup, 7-0 run by the Wolves. Then Rivers score. Obviously, of course, well, it's obvious and of course, this motherfucker. Um, this, this, this motherfucker, Rivers, scores his first points of the season against the Knicks. Why every time somebody got to score their first points against the Knicks? Why is always us? Why can't it be somebody else? It's always us. It's not fair. I should have bet the over on Rivers. I'm about to start betting the over on unknown players from now on when they versus the Knicks. 
Because it's always it's always seemed like they ain't on the scouting report. Always. The Knicks were very sloppy to start the fourth. Once again, we was losing the lead. Then Randall had a nasty step back. Nasty. When he hit his 7-3. Nasty. Almost made him fall. Once again, I still want Randall traded. I still want him traded. You can't make me back off of that. Obi Toppin needs to start. Obi Toppin needs to start or the Knicks need to just find a way to remove Mitchell Robinson or Isaiah Hardenstein to get Obi those minutes. Because I'm sick of Obi not playing more than 20 minutes a game a night. I'm done with that shit. Win or lose, I'm complaining about that. Because that's egregious now. We got to stop that shit. That's cool. It's not smart. I don't like it. I don't like the fact that um, Julius Randle is still a net negative. I don't even know how he's still a net negative on the season. And I feel like he's playing well. He's playing better than last season. And obviously he is because I gave y'all a stat where it, the percentage of, of field goal attempts from long twos has gone down 12% from last season to this season. And he's shooting better, better percentages from the field, right? He had that nasty step back three. And once again, Brunson making the quiet all-star bid, you know, and on the court, once again, Tibbs going with the same closing lineup, Randall, Obi, Reddish, Brunson, RJ. Love it. The Knicks outscored the Timberwolves by 24 from the three-point line. That's a great difference from the Celtics game, right? Knicks went home. They watched film. They got bombed from three, came back the next game, said, fuck you, ninjas. We're going to guard the three-point line tonight, and we're going to play hard. Love it. Brunson, once again, quietest all-star bid I've ever seen. Jalen, Chauncey, Billups, Brunson. I don't know if he's my generation's Mark Jackson. I don't know if he's... I, 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 don't, I, I don't know if he's my generation's Chauncey Billups. Just for my next team, I know South. I know South. I'm going overboard. I know, I, but at the same time, I gotta be respectful of Jalen Brunson, right? And um, just lastly, some last few points, and then y'all could join me. Um, we was we was 19 for 48 from three. Uh, we was 10 for 19 in the first quarter, tied for the most most threes from a Knicks team ever in the first quarter. Um, the Knicks is forming an identity, which is points in the paint. Um, and pace, uh, we were getting bombed from three, but now we're starting to bomb away from three. Obi Toppin had four steals. Um, once again, the Mitchell Robinson injury might have been a blessing on the season. Um, benching Evan Fournier and Grimes starting might have been the first blessing of the season. Um, Obi Toppin is finally turning into a good basketball player. And for everybody who's saying, Obi Toppin is a bad rebounder. He was second on the Knicks in rebounds for the last game. He had seven rebounds. And um, that's all I got, man. So, you know, what's up, man? Talk to me, man. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I just wanted to recap those games and, and stuff. And, yeah, what's up, Sal? Yo, great great job, by the way, man. I, I applaud you. You Thank know what you. I mean? You, you put on your, you know, your professional uh, – Knicks breakdown film hat today. You know what I mean? I respect Southside, you know I mean? he did a horrible job. He did a horrible job. No, I'm against it, though, I'm against it, though. But, nah, you know what I mean? Kudos to you. Kudos to you, man. And, um, 
No, you did a good job, brother. Yeah, definitely a good job, man. You know what I mean? You, you put away the wild man state for, for a few and, and just uh, did some real analysis. All right, so I'm going to bring a different perspective because, you know, I don't bring no nerd math to any of my uh, takes of combo. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't complain about last night, right? Last night was a good win. It was on the road, right? Um, Obi, man, the kid is playing with a confidence because he had a couple of moves, like you said, to the basket. Like the threes, all right, cool. That's work he's put in for, for some years and over the summer. And I'm happy for it. It expands the court. It opens up what he can do. And he actually did that. He attacked closeouts and went to the basket hard. I like that. I got to give him all the props in the world. You know, there's a kid I wanted from the draft. He's a kid that started having me a little shaky, you know, be for a minute. (laughs) But I I see the potential I saw before. I'm starting to see it, you know, manifest itself on the court. So I got to give that kid credit because I don't give Tibbs credit because he he ain't really played the kid. And to me, still doesn't play him enough. But that goes to, to your point about a trade. We'll talk about that later. So stay positive with that. <laughs> RJ is playing better, but this is a, this is in the middle of an RJ hot streak. So I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to jo- join in with y'all and saying, oh, you know, RJ's back and he's this and that. He does this all the time. Can I? I okay. So from me to you, I think it's here to stay for this one reason. Number zero, and as long as number zero stays in the starting lineup, I think. RJ's here to stay because he number zero makes RJ's game so much easier. I don't, I like, I was, I rewatched the game like earlier and it's, he's playing so much more free. He's playing the shooting guard spot, his position that he needs to fucking play. So that's, that's why I challenge you on that. None, look, but that's a good challenge because I, I ain't even trying to get to that point yet. You know what I mean? Because I got some I told you so and, and fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Now nah, you cool and fuck you to a lot of people. You know what I mean? But I ain't getting there yet. Right? You know what I mean? So we're in the middle. A good point about Cam affecting this game, which, you know, it goes back to what I've been fucking seeing since last season. This was the combination I wanted to see. I've been advocating for the rj cam combination since then i thought it made all the sense in the world i just watched a celtic team in the finals with that type of combination right we can't compare talent level at least not yet you know to, to tatum and brown but that is the future the clippers i mean you know when Kawhi wants to play you know being that then you have that type of combo this yeah. is the new nba it's about those wings man dynamic wings so i was I was just just asking for this, just screaming, shouting, play RJ and Cam together. But you know how many people, even the ones here that's, that's you know what I mean, throwing up the 100s and the smiley emojis while you're talking, said mm-hmm. that shit wouldn't work? Mm-hmm. You know how many people laughed at me? Ah, that didn't work. Ah, Cam. I'm like, okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, had to, I had to take a lot of, you know what I mean? I had to take a lot of whippings, you know what I'm saying? Until we got to this point. But you had me scared for a minute earlier, though, State, because it looked like you were trying to give Tibbs credit for being flexible or being innovative or okay. having some fucking sense. But okay. you know that is not true. You recovered, but you, know. you had me scared early, bro. No, because no, I knew, I knew, real quick, I already knew. That's why I 
that's why I said what I said after what I said. Like, he's not doing that because he genuinely wants to no. do it. He's doing that because God is forcing him to do it by having Mitchell Robinson hurt. God bless Mitchell Robinson. And having Quentin Grimes hurt. God bless Quentin Grimes. Facts. Because the only reason we're even seeing Cam is because Grimes was hurt. Because Tibbs tried to rush Grimes back because Cam had him looking stupid. Cam had him looking stupid, and he tried to rush Grimes back, which I hate that he did that to the kid. No, no matter what, you know, I may not be a huge Grimes, you know, believer as something other than a good role player, but I wouldn't wish injury and, and you know, shortcomings to his career. I wouldn't wish that on, on no play on the Knicks, whether I'm a fan of him personally or not. And he put that kid in a horrible position for no reason. Just because he he didn't want to look stupid. So if any of y'all thinks that y'all want to keep Tibbs around, no, I still want this dude. I want this dude going today. But okay, let, let's just stick to what's going on now. Cam's impact on the defense is noticeable. It's what I mean noticeable, it's crazy noticeable. Even if you don't understand rotation, hedges, and and covering for teammates, right? Those are real, real nuances. But, bro, you can't deny that this kid has his hand in everybody's cookie jar. He's just like, you know what I mean? Whether it's his one-on-one defense or he going out to help and, and, and stripping the ball, deflection, or causing a dude to hesitate, you know what I mean, on his dribble, which causes, you know, turnovers. <laughs> Yo, it's if you can't see that, then maybe you just don't really understand basketball and you're yo, looking yo, for dunks yo, and three-pointers. Do you? My four, Kev. Um. So this is a question for for you and Kev. Do you think, and I don't want to sound like we giving Tibbs credit here, but do you think Reddish is maturing as a basketball player under Tibbs as far as understanding that you don't need to score in order to impact a game and impact winning and actually impact your pockets? Because it, if, if, if Reddish continues on this track, he ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> All right, two things can be true, right? Mm-hmm. Two things can be true. He's in a situation, his contract year has had a, just to say, an incomplete start to his career. Because I hate when people act like he was, you know what I mean, at, at the end of, uh, of the Hawks bench and didn't see no time. And they're like, nah, that's, that's false. Let's just cut that out. However, for whatever reasons, you know, incomplete, right? Mm-hmm. And and definitely he has not tapped into his full potential yet. But under Tibbs, because out of maybe desperation on his part, like, bro, you know, bro, your, your career is in the balance. Not that he ain't going to be in the NBA, which dudes is trying to tell me that three weeks ago. Bullshit. But, you know, are you going to get a decent contract in a decent role, whether with the Knicks or another team? He's realizing you know, where for this coach, he can impact the game most. So I got to give him credit and I got to give Tibbs credit because at least Cam focusing on his defense, we know, I think you and I know, Kev and a few others, that Cam has a lot more potential offensively. And really, I think hitting the weight room is going to change Cam's life. If he gets on that flank into the being. MJ Pippen work change his life offensively. But defensively, he's damn near elite. 
So by even if it's by accident or just by Tibbs being an ass face, Cam is tapping to a skill that he can use right now at an extremely high level. And that's a good thing. I mean, what are you going to do? I, I, can, I can't complain about it. No matter how we got here, we got here, right? And that's a good thing. Can't be mad at that. That's a good thing. I don't really give this idiot coach much credit, but I think by just stumbling, it, it's working out best for both. And that's why I'm a little uh, state. I'm a little uh, because I, I didn't want Cam to save his career. I, I really did. But you know, I've been rooting for the kid to play and to perform and to show what he can do. So it, it's like one of those catch 22s, but I got to be at the end of the day, I'm a Knicks fan. I got to be happy if he's impacting wins, which is what the fuck I was talking about in the goddamn first place. Right. Um, but let's give a little perspective, and I'm, I'm going to land the plane. The Knicks are 500. They've beaten teams under 500. They're 5-0. and And the teams over 500, they're 0-5. I'm not going to put, you know, me too much stock into anything until I can see some real quality wins against above 500 teams. So at least let me know that, okay, this is a playoff-worthy team versus just a mid play in maybe we wasting time and not getting um a high enough draft pick team so so the jury is still out but right now we're, we're just a mid team and last night the Knicks were hot from three you know all NBA teams are gonna go through this they're gonna have them flame thrower games where it's like bro everybody's just hitting from three I don't think that's the recipe for success I don't think the Knicks are inherently a good three point shooting team so we'll see, you know, how that works out. But again, last night was in a vacuum. Was a good win. No nothing. No if and buts. Just it was a good win. Hopefully they can build from that. The RJ Cam combo is all I wanted. So I, I've even turned down my toxicity level. You know, one. <laughs> see, I turned it down one notch because that's what I wanted to see. So all I can say, you know, hopefully we, we continue to grow from there, and I'll land the plane there. Yo, yo, say, bro. All I'm gonna say is, bro. Yo, say. Let me, let me say this, bro. I'm so happy you, you said that, bro, because I was gonna ask you the same thing, bro. Is Tibbs developing Cam? I was just gonna, I, I was gonna ask you that because I don't know if y'all noticed, especially in the Celtics game. Every time Cam got switched on to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they called for another screen, bro, because they knew, bro, they were gonna have to work for their shot. So. I think you do. You are right. I think defensively, Tibbs is developing Cam defensively. Offensively, you know, we all know Tibbs is ass off when it comes to offense. But defensively, like Tibbs is really developing Cam because because Cam, this is like because we all know Cam has the has the two way potential, and you know we 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 see what he like we 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 always we received little bits by bits last season. But this is like the season where we finally get to seeing Cam guard the best players. Or like, you know, like Tyrese Maxey. He literally put Tyrese Maxey in jail. Like Tyrese Maxey couldn't get into a rhythm because how Cam was defending him. Even like a couple possessions where Cam was disrupting Jason Tatum because Jason Tatum, because Cam was playing defense, locking the ball out the hands. You know, he has quick hands too, especially for a long person. He has quick hands to pickpocket people. It's crazy. 
I like I like so for me, I like what I'm saying. Um I like what I'm saying from the whole team. I know that I know nothing. I gave it to you already. You want another apple? Jesus, kids. Um I love the fact that the Knicks, they're making Tibbs is being forced to make changes um on the fly. He's forced to make changes as he's going along in this season. And and it's crazy because this season, I think right now the Knicks are ranked 17th in pacing. Um, I think they're going to be top 10 by the time this season ends. And I also think that the Knicks, it, they are moving the ball so well. Like, this is the first time he is. Even though sometimes the offense looks stagnant a little bit, I, I know that Julius Randle, he's still – Isos a little bit. I know that Jalen Brunson at times it looks like he's ball hogging a little bit, but the ball still moves a lot. And I could when the Knicks are playing well, you know, against other teams that are mid, it, it, you know, because we're a mid basketball team right now. Like I can't lie, I'm not gonna sit here and say we're the best team in the East. What I will say is this: if Cam Reddish stays in the starting lineup. And Tibbs consistently gives OB 20-plus minutes. And RJ continues to do what he do. The Knicks can easily win 50 games. And I stand on that. And I stood on that when I said Evan Fournier... If Evan Fournier continues – and smooth, if you want to jump in, you can. Um, if Evan Fournier continues to start, the Knicks is going to the lottery. And if Evan Fournier is to the bench and if Cam Reddish starts or if Quentin Grimes starts, either one of them, the Knicks can win 50 games. I think this is possible. I also think Jalen Brunson is definitely going to be an all-star if he continues on the trajectory he's on. And I think Julius Randle might be an all-star too. And R.J. Barrett. So those two predictions is looking funny too. Bro, 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 bro. Hold up. Bro, bro. Just just take some of this little momentum from the one game win streak and chill, son. You wilding out right now with the all-star prediction, bro. We can't even beat a good team. (laughs) Context though. Let's put in context though. Those good teams we played, Evan Fournier was starting. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he, he kind of did have a point because I feel like we should have won that Memphis game, but and the Celtics game a little bit too. But you know, no, no, see, it, it is what it is. The Celtics game is an anomaly, right? I we I we we could let that slide, right? That shit ain't gonna happen again. No way, LA here in twenty seven. Cam started that game. Fam. Yeah, he I know. Brought. Because we're not, we not that good. <laughs> See, like, in the last three games, yes or no? Yeah. We're not fielding no one, two, or three <laughs> All-Stars, man. Let's, let's stop all, all that silly talk not, right now. Was Troy fielding the All-Stars at the time when they was trying to go to the chip? Or did they become All-Stars together? Let's let's be fair, Sal. <laughs> let's be fair. they not All-Stars yet. I understand that. But if Cam Reddish continues to start, brother. We're going to win some games. Yo, Stacey, yeah, this is yeah. what we've been preaching all summer. This is what we've been laughed at for by a lot of people. We've been, 
laughed at. When we said Cam Reddish is the best defender on the team, we were laughed at. When well, we said Cam Reddish I'm is one of the most gifted talents on the team, we were laughed at. It's crazy. Trust me, a lot of a lot of my good friends are in here was the ones laughing at me this whole entire time. And shit. You know what I mean? But that, that, now they don't laugh no more. <laughs> we got one right there, Mr. Sir Man. Sir Man, you know who you are. Yo, yo, yo stay real quick. Let me yo, ask you this. No, but Kev, haven't I told you this since the summer? If the Knicks start Cam Reddish with Jalen Brunson or RJ, it's going – the Knicks going to win 50 games. Like, I've been telling you this this summer. So why would I back off that now? Oh, no, I was just saying, like, this is – we were laughed at. Like, I don't know about you, but I was laughed at when I said Cam was the best defender. Cam has the high, has one of the highest – Oh, no, on the no, 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 Let me stop Cam you. Cam was – like, Let me stop you right there. Cam Reddish is not the best defender on the Knicks right now. Let's be – I may disagree with you on that. No, let's be respectful and honest. Emmanuel quickly – is the best defender on the Knicks right now. Uh, and then, uh, nah. I'm going to say, I'll put it like this, and I'm not knocking bro, you. I'm not, I'm bro, not knocking the kid. Quickly? He is, can't guard as many positions as Cam. Man. Bro, I, they put Cam on Tobias Harris, which I weighs him by like 40-something pounds, bro. All right. <laughs> it said, so, quickly, quickly ain't doing that to quickly. So no. let, let, let's, let's put it in perspective. I, I like, can't put quickly on a Jalen Brown and constantly say quickly he's going to do his job against Jalen But we're not asking him. See, see, this is where y'all get it fucked up at. We're not asking quickly to guard those big-ass wings. We're asking him to guard guards. And when he's guarding guards, he's the best on the team for the job in, the, in that perspective. Like, I, like, Bro, they had Cam guarding guards. Okay, who okay. we talking about? You just you just went down the list of dudes he put in jail. Matt yeah, they no yeah, goddamn yeah. wing. <laughs> yeah, can't put Marcus Smart in jail like last game, and he caused like a lot of those turnovers. Like I get what you say. I'm not saying quickly is a bad defender. Like quickly is, is, is a good defender. Like he's one of the best defenders. So I say he's a better defender than Grimes in my opinion. I just think like Cam is just just a better defender in terms of height, and like you can put. You know, a cam on like you like like you could put quickly on guards, yes, of course, because that's that's what he's gonna do. But I could put cam, I can like I could what quickly can do, cam could do. Like you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like I can like like you tell quickly to guard Tyrese Maxi. I have no problem confidently saying that quickly can like make Maxi take some tough shots. But well, you could do but- or you could also do that for Cam. Like you could just say, Yo, Cam, guard Maxi. Cam, guard um, Devin Booker. Like, you get what I'm saying? And he will get the job done as well as quickly. You get what I'm saying? If not, better. So, here's my thing. Just make sure RJ ain't guarding none of them dudes because he loves me. <laughs> he got <you> Fuck. <laughs> Hold on. Can I say something, yo? Yo, what's up, Smoke? Smoke, what? I had like 10 minutes ago, bro. What's up, bro? No, my, my bad. I was just enjoying the conversation. Hey, yo, Kev. You, you, you my guy, man, but... You doing a lot of poppycock, bro. Because you didn't even want Cam on this damn team, bro. Because I got receipts now. You wanted this dude on the damn Lakers, bro. Yeah, I did. Because yeah, I did. And you know what? I got to hold you accountable, bro. Hold I got to hold, hold you on. accountable. Hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's put context in that. Because you, you know. No, no, you no, no. You, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. You wanted. Because <laughs> that's why State laughing. Because State was there. <laughs> Yo, yo, smooth, yo, smooth, smooth, smooth. Let's let's put context into that, bro. Let's put context into that, right? The reason why I wanted Cam on the Lakers 
is because if Tibbs, if Cam didn't, if, if all this shit didn't happen, if Grimes didn't have like that foot injury that's keeping him out, and if Cam and that bad preseason Cam had, Cam was not gonna get no minutes. Like, like not 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 to the point where he is now. Let's let's be honest. That's why I said. Cam should go to the Lakers or any other team. It don't even have to be. It makes no sense for him to go to the Lakers, brother. It, makes it don't no matter. Sense. It don't have to be Lakers. And, and listen, you want to know? You want to know why? And and you want to know why Cam still would have got time on the court, regardless of how he played? Because honestly, we're so bad defensively as a team. Tibbs would have had no trust but to play him because the front office would have looked at him and said, "Yo, we just traded a first round pick for this kid." Clearly, this kid has a lot of talent. Evan Fournier is not the way, man. Like honestly, we, we what we need to do honestly is trade him to the trade him to the Lakers. That's who you trade. Trade him to the Lakers, right? And the way Derrick Rose is playing, you know, like listen, he's past his prime. I would trade those two, match that money to get Westbrook, let go of Westbrook, let that money come off the cap so we get that forty million in cap space. And then you know you just roll with what you have because honestly, if you, once Grimes is healthy, this is going to be a lot better defensive team I think because I think Grimes is a top three defender on this team as long as he's healthy no though. As long as he's healthy, right? Nah, but yo, but yo, smooth real this, quick. Uh-huh. Uh, but once you finish your point, bro, you you want to talk about that little argument you had about Obi Toppin on Twitter, bro? Yo, yo, listen, he's in the <laughs> chat right now. He's in the chat right now. Happy he's in the chat. Listen, can we can we just do one thing? Yes. As as Nick fans, right? Can we stop destroying our young talent? Okay. Because okay. because I'm, because I'm, be, because I'm, listen, right? Wait, this dude, this dude Kev, right? This dude Kevin, right there at the bottom, literally sat there and said, "Obi Top is a career backup." What? I got receipts now. I was, I screenshotted it and everything, right? So this is what this is what like. This is what I can't stand about the hating shit, right? So, Kevin, right? And I know you can hear me, right? <sighs> There's so much to teach these guys. So you so talking about who chose violence? <laughs> so, so this is what I, I I don't understand, right? Julius Randle literally just went a four game stretch without making a fucking three pointer, right? And the one minute, the one minute he has a great fucking game from three. This is the type of shit that we see. And Obi Toppin had a good game. Like, like, I don't understand. It's like, why do you got to tear one down to, to make the other one look better when they both combine for 47 points? These, these two, listen, I can make an argument right now. We got the best power forward tandem in the NBA right now. Because you, you can't even take a break. If it's Julius Randle playing good basketball, right? Because he can go to the post and, you know, Maybe his three will start falling, right? And then he was hitting his free throws yesterday. You saw the effort on defense. But then, even if you take him out of the game, now you got to deal with someone that's more efficient, that shoot, that's the best shooter on the fucking team, by the way. But all that he could do was dunk. And then, for those who sit there and say he can't play defense, do y'all know he was playing defense on the car in the towns yesterday? Do y'all know the game before that they was forcing him to stick Tyrese Maxey in the fourth quarter, and Tyrese Maxey didn't do shit. We were the same ones. That, we forget that, though, right? Everybody wants to sit there. And then Boston, so he wasn't guarding Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown sometimes in that game. He was. And, yeah, they were making threes, but they were also missing, too. So the point is, is clearly, 
the kid has gotten better on both sides of the ball. And, you know, this notion that he's a career backup, I'm about to expose the shit out this take right now. Do y'all realize when Obi Toppin started this, those seven or eight games last year, this dude was giving us 27-6, and I believe it was like four, right? Do y'all realize that's better than Julius Randle's whole fucking career? His whole career. His whole career. Listen to that. His whole career. And in eight games, Obi Toppin passed and all that. And mind you, he had better numbers from three, better numbers from two, and it was basically the same amount of free throw shooter. And this isn't a and this isn't a small sample, right? So when you look at his numbers now, he's doing that in half the time. So clearly, if this kid was starting, he would be averaging over tw- at least twenty, at least twenty. This is not. This is not even. This is not even a debate anymore because he's a good shooter now. Like and last year, we didn't even know he could shoot until he got to that point. But now, you can't even deny that he can score from all three levels on the basketball court. All he got to do is just be consistent. But this goes with the young core also. Just be consistent. Because once Obi puts the ball on the floor more consistently, what's going to be the excuse now? That he's a career backup? At some point, you got to get to a, a realization that you can't keep him on the bench. You see impact. That's impact, yo. You see what he brings to the team. And this bullshit notion that you want to sit there and clown our young talent and say, oh, well, you know, he's a career backup. I can sit here and say right now, Julius Randle could be a career backup. I, I could say that I really could, because of because let's be honest, is he really a, a a third option on a championship team? Fuck no, not the way that he's shooting. But I'm not gonna sit there and put that unfair pressure on him because he hasn't had the greatest teammates either. So I'm not gonna sit there and say what you can't do. But what I am gonna say right now is you play these you play these kids together. You see what you got on that basketball court, and even though it's only been like two and a half games. Let me tell you something, yo. You play these two together, that's winning basketball. I don't give a shit what anyone says. When you got Randall at that five playing the way that he's playing, you got Obi shooting the lights out, or Obi the sniper, you got fucking Cam Reddish, who can not only score from any level of the court, but he can play defense on anybody. Then you got Argus shooting over 45% from two, and now he's shooting, you know, better from three. And then you got Brunton, who can sit there and let a team to the, you know, what was it, the Western Conference Finals? You put that on the basketball court, you could be anybody, yo. And I can't wait till we play, we play Brooklyn. Brooklyn be coming for you, yo. Y'all been doing a lot of talking. But it's all right, though. We going we to hand you this hour Wednesday. But that's just my take, yo. Let's just stop disrespecting our young talent because you've been talking some bullshit, Kev. I'm sorry. Me? You talking about me? I said something. No, I'm talking about, about I'm talking about that Brendan. Brendan, whatever Oh, oh I was going to say, I was going to be like, yo, bro. Like, I, like yo. Like, I'm in Papa Left. You, um, you know, if you wanted to speak, you go ahead. I think Papa Left was here before Nick's take, but Nick's take, if you want to speak, you can unmute yourself. Either one of you guys can. Um, my confidence stems from the young boys responding to Tibbs. This is why I'm, I was so hard on Tibbs and not playing them sooner. Like now you're seeing reddish and consistent minutes next to. RJ, and now you're seeing RJ Barrett getting an uptick in his stats. He's getting an uptick in his play. Um, he's been playing very well. He's averaging 22 points, six rebounds, four assists, 
one steal, 51% from the field, 37% from three, 85% from the free throw line. He's also holding opponents to 42.6% during the last three games, and we are 2-1 and one in those games. And hopefully he could just continue on the upwards trend. Um, the better R.J. Barrett plays, the more wins the Knicks could get. And if Tibbs can consistently put the young boys on the floor, it's going to be beautiful. I'm just kind of scared about his hockey substitutions. Uh, I just don't know about that yet. Papa Left, what's up? Uh, Nick's Take, what's up, bro? How y'all doing, man? How was y'all day? If any one of you guys want to jump in, y'all can. Um, the one thing that – oh, yeah, what's up, bro? How are you? I, I, I don't know. I feel like doing a smooth Im- Im- imitation right now. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Now, <laughs> now, now, when I remind y'all that I'm just going to be honest, that implies my, my high school football coach once told me, be wary of people who tell you when they're going to be honest because that implies that they lie to you on the regular. But I'm just going to be honest. Let's just be honest. Obi Toppin, Obi Toppin, Obi Toppin, Obi Toppin, Obi Toppin, Obi Toppin. <laughs> when you when a, let, let's look at Obi, let's look at Obi. Because oh, look at Obi, look at him, or oh, look at him all over there just dunking the ball. And then look at Randall, this cocksucker, this this motherfucker, <laughs> this cocksucker motherfucker. Oh, you want to say he had eight? Uh, uh, look, look, you look at Obi, and then you look at Randall. Then you look at Obi. And Obi, look, I'm just going to be honest. And then, Brandon, you down there shooting the basketball behind your head. I don't even know what you doing, but I'm looking at Obi. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I just noticed that there's a basketball. And, like, it's crazy. He's doing a Steph Curry. I don't know what, what's going on. Um, State. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh don't know, nah, shooting the basketball behind your head is crazy. <laughs> That's really crazy. What's going on, everybody? Um, I'm. I don't know what audience I'm talking to. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I just stepped into. <laughs> but I'm assuming that there's people who who check in with state on the regular. Um, but I will say this, man. We, we as a fan base, um, what I've noticed is that we, we, we have win-loss kind of like disruption in what, what we think about this team. Like, we'll win the game, and then, you know, we won the game, so therefore everything is, is well in the world. And then if we lose the game, everything's crashing down in the world. And in reality, this team is still ran by Leon Rose. The head coach is still Tom Thibodeau. They still put Julius Randle on flyers. Okay. And and that's pretty much it. That's pretty much what this team is. And until those kind of three things, wake up, fire, traded, right? Until those things happen, this organization can't move forward. So I take my wins where I can get them, you know? When Cam Reddish and, and Isaiah Hartenstein play well and RJ plays like with, with a sense of pride against Jalen Brown and he puts up his, his side of the, the points, that's a good game for me, right? 
when the Knicks come out in the first half and 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 they completely take the will out of out of a team on the road and and they they don't let anybody, you know, make a little comeback or nothing, that's a win for me, right? When the Knicks come out and play like shit because nobody's on the on the other team and they play down in the competition against the Sixers and like somehow miraculously win a game that they had no business winning, that's an L. I'm, I'm not impressed with that. To me, that doesn't help us. So, like, or or when the Knicks take their foot off the break because they had two home game wins and then they play Charlotte and they decide to fuck around and almost lose the game, that's an L to me. But when they play the home game against the uh, opening uh, uh, road opener against the Grizzlies and they play with intensity and they lose by a possession, that's a win for me. Because at the end of the day, right, when 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 this all fumbles funnels into the off season, no one's gonna remember the forty third win, the thirty eighth loss, the twenty fourth win, the twenty second loss. No one's gonna look at the game in February. No one's gonna look at you know the game, you know the space we had and you know the takes that were stolen from Reddit. No one's gonna no one's gonna look at that. What they're gonna look at is the season in totality. And if you're telling me that this, someone told me today on, on, on uh, Twitter, right? Someone told me today that this team, that this team is building around Julius Randle, Obi Toppin, and Mitch Robinson. And I should stop with all the trade talk and that these three are going to lead us to a championship. <laughs> so I said, I said, hold on. I said, hold on. Wait a minute. I said, you're telling me that I can't suggest a trade between one of those three players when they significantly cancel each other out, right? We just saw that it takes Mitchell Robinson to get hurt for Tibbs to, and, and other guys to go in foul trouble for Tibbs to go to Randall Obi during the course of a game, right? We just saw that, right? And we know that Obi Toppin, because he's on a rookie-scale deal, and Julius Randle is getting paid four years, $117 million, their minutes will never fully represent a meritocracy, right? It will always, Randle will always get the go in the first quarter, will always get the go in the third quarter, and Obi pretty much has to have two flawless halves to get 24 minutes, right? That's pretty much his situation. He needs to play flawless, and the team around him, the second unit needs to play flawless for him to get 25 minutes. So you're telling me that the Knicks are going to extend Obi Toppin, keep Julius Randle, keep Mitchell Robinson. So you're going to have two power forwards where one's going to get paid as a st- two are going to be paid as starters. One's going to play 34, 35 minutes. The other's going to play 15, 20 minutes. And Mitchell Robinson's going to say, and you're going to compete. Like I'm not like I'm not hives of any player on this team. But what's your remedy? My remedy is that each game this year carries a value in totality. So I think we can agree, right? Every game that Cam Reddish or Quentin Grimes starts is a W, right? Right. Every game that Evan Fournier started is an L. Like, it's, it can't happen. Like, it can't, that can't happen. I'm glad they, they – I hope that that's like an organizational decision – more than it is a basketball decision. But it, really, it's a basketball decision as well. But, like, 
that's number one. Number two, the the decision of of Julius and Obi is coming up, and it's it's sneaky, man. It's sneaky because you can't commit to Julius without trading Obi, or you can't commit to Obi without trading Julius. If you commit to both, I don't know what the hell's wrong with you because you don't have you don't then you have to fire the coach, right? Because if you commit to both, then you're saying you believe in both, but mm-hmm. you're not willing to play both. And don't give me this fucking oh we're gonna play we're gonna play Randall and sub Obi and and he's the spark off the bench. No, Oops. no, I don't like that. Uh, like for me personally, Pavlov. Before you go, um, I don't. I'm like pretty that. much done though. Uh, like, like I don't like that shit either. I think that's why I got a little bit of resentment, Randall. Personally, honest. When it comes to a guy like Randall and what he subjected me to the first season, then going into the COVID year, that fake ass season last year, and then going into this season where I'm looking at a guy who he's playing up and down, but at least he's giving me a consistent. And I don't, I don't feel like he's sulking. Um, that was a great. Oh, game. I have issue. I have issue with something you said. By the way. All right. Um. I. I'm. I don't have a big issue with Julius Randle's play this season so far as the ten games as a whole. It's just for me personally. My two biggest questions about him is why the fuck is he still a net negative after being here three out of the four years and the only year you're a positive is during COVID. That's the first question. And the second question is, what the fuck do Obi has to do in order to play 20 minutes? Why does it always have to be something from God handing down to the Knicks for uh-huh. to do something that Tibbs don't uh-huh. really do? Well, how did Grimes get in the rotation? It starts with O and ends with Macron. <laughs> That's how Grimes got in the rotation last year. It started with O and ends with Macron. So, like, yes, God does interfere with, with this world, and it affects the Knicks, absolutely. Um, bro, uh, Julius Randle had a very good game last night in terms of scoring. Um, he shot the ball very well. Uh, we all know that's not sustainable. That's not me hating on it. It's just not sustainable. He will not go 8 for 13 for the next 70 games. Okay, In those games where he is struggling from the field, it, I'm looking at his – because remember when he shot that step back three over Naj Reed, or was it Toreen Prince? I'm not sure who it was. But uh, I remember the one where he made do almost fall. Or are you talking about the yeah, 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 the Steph Curry Randall. Yeah. Whenever he when he did that on the next possession, he fucking dug his heels in on defense, looking like fucking looking <laughs> like fucking Tony Allen on defense. The next possession, that's Julius Randall for you. When when he's doing well on offense. Mm-hmm. His whole game elevates. Everything. Yo, yo, Papa left. I got to go after you because I got something to add on this. Go ahead. Yeah. His whole game elevates on, 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 on his offense. So, like, the whole kumbaya shit with him is 
I don't want to say it's phony, but it's completely dependent on on how he's shooting. Like it's just a fact. Like like look at the way he 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 fucking got um who who he fucking elbow and and I think against Charlotte he elbowed some some guy. And then, um, and then he was complaining to the refs, a lot of solo ISO basketball. And then the one issue I got to take state mm-hmm. is when you said, I'm so glad that we got Jalen Brunson to have normal possessions. Mm-hmm. I want every Knicks fan to watch the Knicks play basketball tomorrow. And I want you to tell me how many times is Jalen Brunson actually running the offense? Cause I see a lot of great defense turning into transition. That's my best version of the Knicks on offense, right? But I the the that's the best offense we've seen is when we play defense and we get out in transition. But the Knicks offense, I don't notice that like we blew a 20 point lead, right? I don't notice that it's like all right, Jalen, it's it's Jalen get us a bucket more than it's Jalen gather the entire team and let's have normal basketball time. I see a lot of one-on-one, me, my turn, your turn, his turn. Guys are fucking standing there, not moving, and we're not good enough to do that. We're not, we're not a talented enough team to think that we can lick our lips with 14 seconds on the clock and go, and go with, with, with our take. We're just not that good. So that's my concern with the whole we have a point guard, we have a point guard thing. So the we have a point guard thing is sounds like when you were a kid playing Monopoly and you're happy you got the car. I got the car. We have a point guard. I got the hat. I got the hat. I got Jalen Brunson. I got a point guard. Jalen Brunson is an amazing basketball player. He's really good and really efficient at scoring the basketball. He can distribute off his looks. But what type of offense are we running? And it's not on Brunson necessarily. But on Tibbs, when shit is going south, right, when shit's going south and we're blowing a lead, right, when you said, State, oh, I'm glad we have Jalen Brunson to add some normalcy. I didn't say that, but that's pretty much what you were saying. I don't – like last last night in the second half was, was very annoying. Like the whole half was disgusting. And thankfully, Minnesota joined in the party and was like, we'll have a fucking disgusting mud fight with you for this third quarter because we're just going to flirt with playing normal and coming back. We'll, we'll cut the lead to 14, but we're not really going to press the gas because uh, we got internal problems here that we're, we're, we're not trying to figure out on your time. So, so, so that's my concern. Typically um, about Brunson. I feel like you being very fucking disrespectful. Um, as I roll my weed, um, I've been subjected to poor point guard play for the past 21 years. So I feel like it would be disrespectful to my intelligence and it would be disrespectful to to people that actually listen to me speak, actually sit here and say he's playing for himself most of the time. He's playing ISO basketball. Mm-hmm. What I see he's doing He's doing exactly what Tibbs want him want him to do. Um, Jalen Brunson um, is off to a historically efficient start to the season as a floor general with a, a twenty two point seven usage percentage, fifty eight 
59 true percentage, 0.3 assists per game, 1.3 turnovers per game, and that's efficient. No player has ever exceeded. Is he more of a floor general than a closer, though? He's more. I think he's more of a closer than he is a floor general. What was Chauncey Billups? A floor general or a closer? A floor general. He was both. He was both. Yeah, that's true. But so, but I look at him like the captain of his team. Absolutely. Okay, so why can't Jalen Brunson grow into that? Why can't? Well, him- I saw I saw the Knicks blow a twenty point lead at home and then lost by twenty. That's what I'm concerned with. It's not the end of the game. The end of the game is solid. I I, I love it. I love the buckets he's getting at the end of the game. I'm concerned with the consistency and the intentionality of I, our offense, bro. State, you know basketball, bro. How many times uh-huh. have we set up our offense uh-huh. where there's a guy on the wing and then we have a big that flashes up to the top of the key, right, in the three-point line, and they're just, like, lazily going through their offense and it's a turnover. Like, I've seen that so much this year where I'm just like, if I saw that, right, mm-hmm. and then we give up a dunk, what does Tibbs do? He'll call timeout, right? What I need is I need this team – to be way more in each other's ass, way more vocal, way more, way more on court leadership. That's a floor general but because I, that's the guy who say, "Yo, I don't think I, you fair. I don't think I gotta strongly disagree with you. I don't think you being fair. I don't think you being fair to to the hundred million dollar point guard. I think you doing him a disservice right now. I think he's a scorer. How, how can you tell me he's not a floor general? He's top twelve in assists right now per game." How can you because because I watch bro, me and you are the same age. We watch Marbury. Marbury Marbury won this won the trivia last night. I can't, I can't agree. To Twenty that. and ten. That was the that was the Jalen Brunson thing. Twenty and ten. Yes, and the last stats year, are fickle. Stephon. and you know what, Stephon Marbury. I remember oh four. I asked my cousin why is Marbury on the bench. He looked at me with the stupid face. I remember going to see Stephon Marbury in Rucker Park, bro. I remember that. So. As you you can't sit here and fully complain to me about Brunson if my last four point guards was Moutier, Trey Burke, Alec Burks, Kimball Walker. He put Fizdale put Trey point guard. Yeah, I can't I, complain. I, I, state, the state. Oh, come on, state. Come on. Is Jalen Brunson making? Is Jalen? Who is Jalen Brunson making better? I can't. Is RJ looking better right now? No. no. There's nothing RJ showed me this year that I haven't seen. You know, you you know what? This is what I challenge you on. When we lost making better. When we, when we lost those leads, you know who it's directly tied to? And who? Because when I told you Evan Fournier and, and Jalen Brunson don't mix, it's oil and water. You can see it on the court. You know why we didn't lose that lead yesterday? Because of Cam Reddish and Jalen Brunson. You have to play Cam Reddish more. It's just, I I feel confident enough to say that that young man is the X factor. Jalen Brunson is, he's going to be, he's a great motor, bro. He's a great, well-oiled machine, bro. I I love the fact that he's not, he's, he's not pressure. He's consistent. And that's all I'm asking. This is a great first 10 games for my new franchise point guard. I, I can't complain right now. I understand he got some ISO tendencies. He do have some ball hogging tendencies. It was one game where he dribbled to the right and he dribbled the whole shot clock out. 
and quickly bailed them out with a Absolutely. three. Against the and, Hawks. Uh, yeah. And, I, okay, I could get mad at him, but I cannot condemn him right now. He's been perfect. I can't say nothing bad about him. I can't. I can't just do it. It goes against my basketball principles. He's been solid. He's been solid. I'm not saying he is not solid. I'm saying that the offense is not necessarily where it needs to be. Tibbs. Because Tibbs, he's doing exactly what a Tibbs point guard is. He's in the paint every play, Popular. Come on now. He's yeah. in the play. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I, I see I see the ball going a bunch of different ways that 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 don't really reflect like my thing is like, yo, respect the moment in the game. Respect, respect the, what the game is calling for. The game is not call, like I've seen this team intellectually play the, themselves out of possessions. Like, like I'm screaming like two for one, go two for one, and they, like this team is just. And I'm glad. I'm glad. You know what I took out of Randall's uh, post game last night? I took out the fact that he said Tibbs said. If we got the three, just let it fly. I'd rather this team play confidently and shoot in volume and just hope to get hot and play enough defense because right. to trick themselves into thinking that they got it like that. Like, like you know, you know what, Fournier? Like, you know what I give him credit for? <laughs> Fournier <laughs> fucking sucks. But when he gets the basketball... This guy thinks he can fucking go through the legs, behind his back, fucking <laughs> do all this shit, and still get his shit stolen. He had the same turnover and dunk, like, two games in a row, and he did it the second game in a row. He was like, fuck it, it's my turn. You know what? I give I give him credit. Like, confidence, confidence is infectious. I think this team lacks the ability when, when they get smacked in the mouth, this team lacks the ability... To say, all right, everybody calm down. Let's get into a set. Because they do it off the tip. But when the game settles in, then they do hero ball. And I hate hero ball. I hate your state. Yeah, I hate your state. When a team, when you have Kobe Bryant, you could do hero ball, right? Like, when you have Tracy McGrady, you could do hero ball, right? When you have... uh. When you have fucking Time, Derek Rose and Jimmy Butler, yeah. When you have players like that, you could do hero ball. But I hate what the Knicks do is like they get fucked up by like a star in the middle of a game, like like a Donovan Mitchell or a fucking Trey Young or Dejounte Murray or a Giannis, and they think they could go blow for blow, like. Nah, bro. <laughs> like y'all need to move your fucking body and fucking make your offense like your defense, cause your your defense you're moving right. Your defense, you guys are moving all over the floor quickly. All these guys, but my biggest concern is is on the offense. Even though the stats suggest that this team is doing well on offense, I'm concerned in these possessions, and I'm not gonna put it on Brunson because. I only hold players accountable to who they are. I don't make up things about players. Like, people made up that Randall was, like, this number one guy, and that's why people shit on him gloriously. Because he's not, right? People make up that RJ's a superstar, and then when he plays, like, like a good to, to, 
to like average to good player, people can't accept that. Or people make up that fucking uh 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 uh, Jalen Brunson is this end-to-end point guard that elevates everybody's career. And really what he is is just a wildly efficient fucking shooter. That's you know, who he is. Yo, you know you know, people keeping these receipts, right? Because you know in these next 10 games, if Cam Reddish starts, you know everything you're saying right now is going to go to shit, right? And you're going to have is, to – What did I say that was inaccurate? What did I say that was inaccurate? Because you're 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 giving me Brunson and Flack right now, right? And it's the first ten games, mind you. He's still a new Nick point guard. Like you, you let him get mid is shooting guard. He's not a point guard. How can you say? Thank a you, Sal. Thank you, Sal. This this is the problem I got with the Russell Westbrook argument. How can you say a man that got twenty two and ten not a point guard? He's not. You're looking at stats. You're looking at stats. I'm yo, not stats. Your state, what you got to understand is, is okay. this, con- this context is that. And, and I'm no, not saying. Ultimately. Hold on. Hold on, state. Hold on, state. Jamie. I'm not saying that Jalen Brunson isn't a point guard because he, he ha- like, you got to so understand what is that. that saying? You got to understand that Tibbs is like, he has to. Like, if I'm being honest, bro, you think Jalen Brunson would want to be a point guard? It, it's Tibbs. He has to play the point guard position Yo, because of Tibbs, bro. Yeah. That's why that like Jalen Brunson. Like if we're really being honest here, especially about being ball dominant, Jalen Brunson is never really supposed to be this ball dominant enough of a player. Like, he bro. can't really play off ball. He can't really Yo, play wait, off oh. ball. So okay, that's okay. why. Okay. okay. No, no, no. I'm saying he what? is a midget too. He plays more like a shooting guard than like like we all said this about RJ. RJ is not a. Fool. He's only a he point guard because like he's six one. He's only a point yeah. Guard Jay, it's just Jalen Brunson is six one. If Jalen Brunson was six five, he would not be a point guard. He would more more than likely play a shooting guard because his game. He didn't run the point. His in game revolves around the shooting guard. Yo, he run the point in Villanova. Shooting guard. Papa left is is correct about that. Hell, the way Jalen his attitude if Jalen Brunson was six. Two and, and a half, he, he would never touch the ball as a point guard. Like, Bro, you know what? You know what they'll do, State? You know what they'll do is certain, I'm not saying everybody, but certain people will leave this space or people who hear, and then they'll be like, they said they can't be happy. They said that Jalen Brunson's not a point guard. Knicks fans are miserable. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. Let me put my hand down. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that this team has a bunch of talent that needs to be carried on a night-to-night basis. That's why – That's why. And, and people are going to freak out when I say this, but that's why I would rather have had Jaden Ivey than, than Jalen Brunson for this team because Jaden Ivey is someone that's on the timeline of R.J. Barrett, on the timeline of Obi Toppin, on the timeline of Emmanuel Quickly. Well, you wouldn't have Emmanuel Quickly. You'd probably have to trade him. On the timeline of Cam, Grimes, all these young talents. And I need a guy that can attack the rim, okay, at will. Not attack the paint, but attack the rim. State, I'm going to count down from seven. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. That's Jalen Brunson holding the ball, looking for his space, using his footwork. Getting around the corner, hesitate. Ooh, I'm going to do the little back around pat. No, I'm going around the baseline, coming back up. Ah, 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 ah. And then he puts up his shot. 
Meanwhile, all these people that people cat for on Nick's Twitter, you know what they're doing? Nothing. They're standing around. They're fucking watching Jalen Brunson. That's not a point guard, bro. That's not what this team needs. Yo, Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold the fuck. Don't get mad at the truth now. Hold up. (laughs) What is the last minute of nonsense I just heard? (laughs) What is that? You just wait. You just wait. Jalen Brunson's six foot one. He got to do all that that? shit. He got to do all that shit just to get his shot up. You know that's true. Nick, take Jake, unmute yourself. I don't even want to talk to these three men right now. No, wait, wait, wait. Say, let me say this real quick, real quick, real quick, gang. Real quick. No, 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 gang. <laughs> no, no. I, I was just saying, I agree with you, you right about Jalen Brunson, though. Like, Jalen Brunson no. as a point guard is not this, bad. Like, it's, it's not bad. No, it's good. It's this better than what we good. had. It's good. No, it's no, better no. Than what we've had. He's not a point guard. He's no, 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 no. That is better than that. Y'all better than that. Y'all better than that. What the fuck was that I just heard? Let me light my blunt real quick. Hold on, because my, now my nephew's sleep. What the fuck is that? How dare you? And y'all was really vibing together, too. That's the most crazy shit. Of... I... Bones, Nixon, I hope y'all hit a defense, but that was the most garbage shit I heard about a Knicks point guard in a while. After you grown-ass men were subjected Say Manuel Moutier a couple years ago. Me and Papa left, we damn the same age. We we was in our twenties. How dare you say that about Brunson? How dare you? You I, I'm done. I, it wasn't me. I got I got the take from Reddit, to be honest. I Nick's take Jake. Bones, unmute yourself. I'm muting myself. I have nothing to say right now. You see what you did, Pop Left? You see what you did? Shame on you, bro. Shame on you. No, I don't agree with none of that shit to, to, to quote Cash. I honestly think that the role of a point guard and what... My bad. I don't know if y'all are talking. I think my shit's fucking up right now. I can hear State. I can hear Pop Left. I can hear Bo- Bones or Kev. Um, I'm going to just get my shit off. I didn't say nothing. Yeah, I didn't say nothing. No, I think with Jalen Brunson, I think the problem is is the offense, right? I think that for him to be effective as a point guard, he has to be able to get into the paint, right? And I think just like generally watching other point guards, like a lot of their distribution, if it's not a set play, is like making a decision of penetrating right and then making the right pass to an outlet and then you know it's an easy bucket and i've seen jalen do that before i think the charlotte game like towards the end of the charlotte game he really started just like getting in a point guard groove and i had never seen him like at that level really play the point guard position like that and to be honest playing behind luca it's going to probably take him some time, not to mention this is the worst fucking offense in that goddamn NBA, the the least creative offense in the NBA. So it's going to take time, I think. Um, even though Randall is still at an 18% clip getting into isolation every possession, 18%. So in my opinion, the point of having a point guard is to run the offense, like Papa Left said. 
but there are other factors at play. No creativity. Randall putting his fucking hand up, you know, asking for isolation plays every single fucking time we go down there. I just want to point out that Randall is 12th, I believe, in percent in isolation. And he's in the bottom half of, not not even the bottom half, he's like at in the 18th percentile when it comes to points per possession in isolation. Um, so it's, it's not even like it's like beneficial. <laughs> I, I, I wish we would stop doing that and he would start playing it like he was at the beginning of the season where he was playing more team ball, being decisive, actually using his strengths, which are bullying his way to the basket, using his strength to get to the cup, and like just being decisive. Like we don't need you to go into isolation. You know what they say about Tigers and their stripes, Jake. Sorry, South. I can't hear you, bro. Um, but the reason why I came up here, Papa Left was saying, uh, you know, something that intrigued me about, you know, uh, Julius Randle. And look, I'm not even trying to be a Julius Randle hater because the times that he plays well, I'm happy. Last night, it looked great. All around offense and defense, right? But here's my thing. The Celtics game, I put together a video that showed the lack of effort and the lack of want to when it came to the defensive side of the ball. If you if you just look at the box score, you're like, oh, Randall played great. You know, I think he had like 29 points or something like that. Uh, you know, a handful of rebounds. I'm sure he had some assists. It's like, oh, you know. Good night for Julius. But I pulled up this defensive dashboard. It's advanced analytics on the NBA site. All of y'all can go look it up. And I was just curious that exactly what Papa left said is like when the team is not playing well, and especially when Julius is not playing well, he lets it affect his whole other part of his game, right? So I so I did just a small little experiment for this season only. I split out wins and losses, and I looked at defended field goal percentage versus field goal percentage. And the difference of that is basically like how effective your defense is at actually making them miss, right? In wins, Julius is negative 5.5, which is good. That means that his defense is affecting the field goal percentage by 5.5%. In losses, in losses, hold on, hold on. In losses, let me... Let me pull this shit up. I still want look, I still want Randall traded, by the way. Um hold up, hold up, say in losses, uh, he is the worst on the team next to Jericho Sims, who has played one game at a plus five point nine percent. That means that people that are getting shots off on Julius in losses are 5.9% better when they're when he's defending them. He's better he, he's playing worse than Obi Toppin, Jalen Brunson, Evan Fournier, Cam Reddish, RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, Mitchell Robinson, Isaiah Hartenstein, and Derrick Rose. Oh my God. Oh my God. And oh and and and, 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 and you know just, just as an experiment, I was like, oh well, you know, it's a loss, right? Like maybe teams are just shooting better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, RJ Barrett's numbers go up. Emmanuel Quickly's numbers go up. Jalen Brunson's numbers go up. Mm. 
fucking Evan Fournier's uh, numbers even go up. Uh-huh. So, my thing with Randall is that I don't want a player that when everything is perfect, because this is a very imperfect team and we have a dumbass coach, that he's going to play a complete game and it takes a blowout for him to actually play defense. Mm-hmm. The the nights that we're going up against good competition, like those are the nights that I need you to fucking play defense, bro. Like, I, I get that the Celtics game was like a tough game or whatever, but we didn't lose by that much. And we were we were with them the entire game up until the very end. So you can't tell me if he didn't play a little bit harder, maybe actually chose to, you know, close out on some fucking shots that we might have won that game. I'm not saying it's all on him. I'm not, but I just want to be consistent with Julius. That's all. Somehow everything you just said is Obi's fault. I just wanted to throw that in there. Uh, Yo, bro, you don't, don't even get me started. Very happy. You just made Smooth very happy. Like Smooth is like so glad that you just mentioned that right now, bro. Really moving on once is the Philly game, man. He, he he ride it high with the OB taste, and I respect it. Yo, I'm only even coming back. I can't can. nobody. Yeah. Yo, yo, smooth. You sending Julius Randle to the moon? Yeah, Randle got to go, man. Listen, listen. I was anyone who um, who knows how, especially me in Cashfield. We've always felt like once you drafted OB, if you're not gonna trade, you know Julius Randle, play them together. Right. And everyone gives us this bullshit. Oh, well, you know, he wasn't that good. And my whole thing is if if you look at every lottery pick, right. If you look at every lottery pick, you they play through their mistakes. If, if we want to see greatness with all of our players, you have to play them when they're playing good and you have to play them consistently when they're not playing good basketball. Because how do you get better if you're always on the bench getting 15 minutes? And the one thing we got to give credit to, you know, Obi is the fact that do y'all realize the shit that he had go he had to go through just to even be the player that he is now? What player you know gets drafted eight overall to play fifteen minutes his first three years? You know, he he didn't really have a jump shot like that, and and I'm critical of that. But he got better, and then the first moment, the first fucking moment this kid ever got a chance at starting he had better numbers than julius randall his whole fucking career and then and then what do we have now we have we have someone that's the best three-point shooter on the fucking team right now playing only 15 16 minutes per game you know how hard that is like seriously like he doesn't get enough credit though and this is why like i always you know go at it with like a rat a lot of randall supporters is because this isn't half the time that he's doing this Imagine if he's starting fourth. That's the whole point. And Bro. if you really look at a lot of the draft picks, just in general, mm-hmm. like they play through their mistakes, though. And and how are we supposed to see, like, just like Mr. Untouchable, how are we supposed to see anything from this kid when he's healthy if we're putting him on the bench? Like, for me. Like, I'm just saying, like, if you look at every superstar in this game right now, every all-star, Whoever you consider an all-star, a superstar, or a sniper, what do they have to do? Not only do they have to, you know, get better at their craft, you got to have solid coaching, obviously. But they play through their mistakes. They get a lot of minutes to get better. That That's how you get better, not just by coming off the bench. And let's just be honest, we never even knew Obi could be this good until we gave him 
a real shot. This is why you have stupid ass people who sit there and say, oh, well, you know, he's a career bench player because we put him in that role. That doesn't mean that's his best role on the damn team. You see the way this kid is playing now. His best role is starting with that small ball lineup. That's the lineup we should go. Like Mitchell Robinson, I know you're going to hate me, State, but let me t- I got to be honest, bro. He's the first person I move before I move Julius Randle. Because honestly, if you want to get the maximum opportunities of Julius Randle and Obi together, Mitch can't be here, bro. Because you can't have him coming off the bench making $16 million per year. And I don't know if y'all was watching the game last night, but Jericho Sims gave us a hell of an effort. You know how hard it is to play defense on Carl Anthony Towns? If that shit was Mitch, he would have got cooked. That's, that, that, that's a fact, bro. Like, Jericho Sims was playing D. I know you're going to hate me, State. I know. But I'm just saying, going for. I'm not saying right now. I'm just saying going forward, Mitch can't be on this team, bro. The same thing with Derrick Rose. The same thing with Fournier. They can't be on this team, bro. If you yeah. really want to see you want you want to see your talent shine, play, you know what to do. Come, come. You got smooth. Go roll up. <laughs> I do need to roll Stay up. Though. I, I do need to roll see, up. But, give, but me, give me one second before Bones. I just wanted to say that Toxic Boys mm-hmm. podcast is at seven p.m. Ari just texted me. He's like, "Tell him in the space. Tell him. Tell him we're doing it." So, um, yeah. So I just wanted to uh, let you guys know. At seven o'clock, me, Ari, and Jay. Uh, Ari and Jay are on some shit today. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with them. I don't know because Jay's in Florida and Ari's in Manhattan, and they both went to go vote, and they all fucking they're they're on one today. I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but um, yeah, we're gonna be there at seven p.m. Just pull up, the link will be out. Thank you. Um, y'all could go fuck yourselves, which I mentioned. <laughs> Yo, State, can I, can I ask you one question? First of all, can I ask you one question? I promise yeah. I won't ask anything else. I you want to you want to start you want a star player to they, to come here, right? If if we're not gonna build our own, you want a star player in New York, correct? Nope, I I grow my own star. I'm good. No, no right? How no, we that's that's that what we. No, but that that's what we want. That's we got, what we want. But. On. Don't we got two top ten picks in the star five right now? We don't have who? who? Don't, we got, who? don't we got two? We got three top ten picks in the star yeah, five. They, right not stars, they don't. Bro. They don't. They don't want to. They, they don't want to play the, the top pick, bro. Can we see? I don't. I don't care about no star right now. I don't. I don't want to hear. All about. right, you say that now, and then when SGA is available, you're gonna be the first one saying, "Get rid of all the all the young I, guys." So I, I don't just say. I don't want SGA. You talking to the wrong person. Like, all right, all right, like all right. y'all dudes be throwing out these trades out your asses. <laughs> I'm Kawhi Leonard on the block. Like, I don't. I'm good, bro. I'm good. Tibbs want to start Reddish with RJ and those boys all season long. I think we gonna win a lot of games. So I'm not even too concerned about that other shit. I don't care about a star. I don't care about those draft picks either. I care about the young boys that are playing for me right now. When the time gets in, we'll get there. How dare you say you rather keep Randall than Mitchell Robinson? What the fuck <laughs> is that? Listen, did you see, listen, you see Scotty Barnes? Did you see Scotty Barnes? Did you, you see Scotty Barnes dunk? Oh my god, I seen Scotty Barnes dunk. Like, like, <laughs> that shit was sick. <laughs> Listen, why, why uh, to, yo, my bro. question to you is: You do real, you do realize 
that mm-hmm. as soon because you know, let, let's just be honest, right? They're not sold on RJ because they just tried to trade him. That, that they just tried to trade all the young cores. So that means nobody's safe. So when yeah. another star is available, you do know Mitch is going to be part of that deal, right? He's not going to be here, bro. No, listen, man. I'm just saying, you, you know he's not gonna be here, like, cause you got to make the money work, bro, and his money's gonna be a part of it. Oh, you got to listen to the Kang of this shit, man. While I light my blunt, man. Nah, bro, cause your disrespect for Devin Booker, I, I, I don't know, man. Booker, I don't know I, he's overrated. I never seen a superstar no. down forty in Game Seven. So don't nah, tell bro. me about overrated. He, he he's not I overrated. I know what I see. He's not overrated, bro. I'm sorry. I, I, we're going to fight all day about that, bro. We're going to fight all day about that, bro. I don't agree with that. I'm sorry, bro. I gave you a stat. Smooth, you want to have a basketball conversation or not? <laughs> what star have you ever seen laughing? Pull up your computer some right now. What star have you ever seen go down in game seven down 40, bro, at home? Are you? Are, what is that? You're down 40 at home? You're better than Brunson. You're down 40. Come on, bro. Stop your poppycock. Not a prime Kawhi landed on a block. Y'all, y'all got to bring. Y'all want to talk about a trade for a star and don't even know what a star is. Y'all don't even know what a star is. Y'all want to trade for a What star? SGA ain't no fucking star. Tracy McGrady on the block? I trade everything. What y'all talking about? I'm telling me about stars. I grow my own star in there in New York. I hope one of them young boys pop. I'm done with that shit, bro. I swear to God, nobody better not ever. After that Donovan Mitchell shit, go fuck yourself. Don't talk to me about trading for a star, bro. This is the wrong, especially with Reddit story. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> I got two 20-year-old, 22-year-old started. Why am I even considering trading right now? After a win like that? Come on, yo. It's like we don't even deserve shit no more. It's like we just, now we just reaching for, we now we reaching for shit. How dare y'all say Jalen Brunson not a point guard? I watched Emmanuel Moody and throw Mitchell Robinson lobs. Y'all mad at Mitch. Why? Stay, 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 my guy, my guy, my guy. How dare my you? First of all, yo, yo, stay calm. First of all, let's make this one thing clear. Let's make this one thing clear. No, Devin Booker is is not that dude. And I'm sorry, Smooth, to to break your heart, but he's not that guy, bro. He's just not. He's not. But SGA is that fucking guy, bro. SGA is that fucking guy. Nah, he's not. SGA is that fucking guy, bro. The guy's seventh in the league in almost all fucking categories, bro. Fucking top seven, bro. Stop playing. Stop fucking on my my boy's name, bro. SGA is that fucking dude. Yo, you talking to a man that watched Allen Iverson take well, every you're not watching the Oklahoma City Thunder State. You're not watching Oklahoma. You need to no. watch Oklahoma. You watch Oklahoma? You need to see Oklahoma? No, 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 no. Do you watch Allen Iverson in fucking Philly 10,000 years ago? Get the fuck out there, cat. Do you watch Oklahoma? You pay NBA TV to watch Oklahoma? You going to lie? You going to lie like that? I watched Allen Iverson take Eric Snow and Dick Kimbe to the fight. Nobody remembers that Kobe jumped him. <laughs> They jumped him. And you telling me about SGA and Stone? Are you kidding me? Kobe was up 3-1. 
Wednesday. How dare you? These dudes ain't stars. They ain't stars. I know what a star look like. SGA's a star, brother. No, he's not. He's that guy, brother. Kawhi's a star. That's a superstar. You don't try to get Clay Thompson. When we have him at home. How dare you? How dare y'all? How dare y'all? I know too much basketball for this shit. How dare y'all tell me trade for a star? What star? Jason Tatum? He on the block? <laughs> I want a star. That not you, you don't go and hustle and get bad weed. You get the best weed available to sell. There's so not. they can come back to you. Don't try to sell me what you selling me right now. <laughs> I don't sniff coke. Stop your bullshit. Talk to me about a star. Oh my god, please tell me this was recorded. It, it is recorded. <laughs> Fucking star. What you mean a star? You damn right this is recorded. What you mean a star? Put it on your podcast. Bro. SGA, it is on. It's going to be on there. Because oh, I dare you tell me. Who the fuck up. is yo? Who the fuck is averaging thirty fucking yo, points yo, in this fucking league, bro? Yo, Who yo, else? There's only seven other dudes. There's only seven other dudes, bro. This guy's, yo, this guy's gonna be, yo, he's gonna be a fucking all star. Where's the team year. at right now? He just made his fucking, he just made his leap, bro. He's where's this team at right now? Right now, they're actually they have, they got the same record as us with, with worst plays. Ooh. Worst players. Ooh. So where where are you going with this conversation, Ooh. State? Ooh. Where are you going with the conversation, Ooh. State? Okay. Stop playing with SGA. Okay. Stop playing with SGA, bro. But 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 no. But I no. Mean, uh, no. SGA is strong, bro. SGA is standing. You give me thirty-seven and five, bro. to watch SGA get jumped every night when I watch Allen Iverson take his bum-ass team to the finals. he's doing the I jumping. Need, he's I doing the production. jumping out here, bro. I he's doing production. the jumping. He's headhunting out here, bro. He's not playing with nobody this year. So we taking regular season moral victory wins? Up your standards. How dare you talk to a seasoned NBA fan who watched 20 years of basketball about regular season stats? 
How dare you? Now but you're, you're doing the same thing with Jalen Brunson, my guy. You're Bro. doing the same thing with Jalen Brunson. So these I can't be excited about hey, SBA, who's wait, the actual 50, star. No, it was 50 fucking people in. It probably be more than 300 people who listen to this shit. These motherfuckers just say Jalen Brunson not a point guard. How no, I said he's a, he's a closer. He's not a floor general. He's a he point guard. Who is he made better? Who does he make better? Fellas. I got to I gotta get back to work. I'm in the bathroom right now, so I'll talk to you guys later. Hey, who does Jalen Brunson make better on the basketball court? Julius Randle? No, he doesn't. Julius Randle says, give me the ball to him. Oh, God. I don't know what to say. I, I... First... Go to Bones. Go to Bones. We need, yo, we need bro, bones. all I'm saying, yo, bro. Jalen uh, Brunson is not a bad point guard. He's actually better than the best. He's actually the best he has. Since I can, absolutely, but that, that's not that's not that's not but making I, but anybody yeah, better but, on the team. I'm right. not saying he's a bad. He's bad at the right, position. Right. He's, he's oh, good. Listen, and I, he's right. just, he's no, a midget that, too. That is really cool, Kev. I'm Give done with that. That Give is pure garbage and ignorance. What up, State? You hear me? Yeah, you yeah, I, me? I, I can hear you, man. All right, first of all, let me do this properly. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got me a little hype over here. But before I go anywhere, I'm going to take my shoes off at the door and show love to the peoples in the room. I see plenty of heavy hitters up in here. So shout out to you, State Papa. You know how it is with the Nick Lounge. Much love to you, you fellas. You know what I'm saying? Players Club, Nick Stan, Jake. You know what I'm saying? Nick Anonymous, all of that. Nick Anada, all of y'all. TGI, I see you. All of y'all. Big Mo, everybody. Shout out to all of y'all, man. Much love, much love. Now, let's get to the bread and butter of this shit, man. What the fuck is y'all talking about, bro? For real. For real. We just had we just we just won a game and y'all over here talking about a whole bunch of crazy shit. Like for real. Y'all just crazy. like I'm not even passing the henny around. I bought some water for y'all niggas, cause y'all motherfuckers can't have no henny right now. Y'all motherfuckers <laughs> is drunk as it is, talking all this dumb shit. What the fuck is y'all talking about? Let's 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 bring some stability to this conversation, okay? First of all, Jalen Brunson is the floor general, okay, and he will be so. You understand what I'm saying? The problem is everybody wants everything their way when they want it, right then and there. You want Mr. Perfect on the floor when the minute he steps on the floor and no matter what team he's with or when he just came from and everything, and everybody forgets, yo. It's only 10 games into the season, bro. He only played 10 games with these guys. You got to give him time to get his rhythm with everybody else. When it comes to other teams, we ain't got no problem saying, oh, yo, yeah, they got to get their rhythm together. They got to mesh together. They got to get time to mesh. We don't got that kind of patience for our, our team over here. You know what I'm saying? From what I see. You can't sit on somebody that's averaging seven point something assists a game. You know what I'm saying? Damn near 10 assists a game, 13, still scoring 20-something points. If we had a point guard that was only dishing out the ball but wasn't scoring nothing and we was down 15-20, y'all be mad as shit because he ain't scoring. <laughs> now you got one that's scoring and dishing the ball and you still ain't happy. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? That shit make no sense. I can't. Straight so up. I got to no. call out. I got, I got you, State. Let me finish. Let me finish. Right, go, go I ahead. got you. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you're bugging. You're bugging when you're talking like that. You got to give the kid his chance to get his feet wet, man. The same way with Grimes. Look what they did to Grimes. 
He was hurt. They threw his ass in there. The first chance they got just to make him look bad. Now where he at? Sideline with a fucked up foot. Again. You know what I'm saying? Talking about, oh, it's just a little uh, a little swelling, a little problem. Yeah, right. That shit is a lot serious than what they telling us. You know what I'm saying? So you can forget about seeing him for a while if that's the case because he's going to be on and off the court on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? That's another thing. Let's go there. Y'all want to go there with Jalen Brunson? How many games has he been able to start with a set starting five that hasn't been rotated? Not never. Every 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 game is a whole new rotation. You know what I'm saying? Every game is a whole new rotation. This is the first time that he's been able to deal with just Cam and having his, his man RJ there and knowing who he's going to deal with. You know what I'm saying? And he's still getting it done. I've seen plenty of times he was passing balls to guys, RJ, everybody, and they're getting their shots off, and they're and they scoring, and they're still doing their thing. So I don't see what the hate is about. The thing is you want him to control every little thing. The problem is we don't have an offense for him to control. You know what I'm saying? Our coach doesn't draw down offensive plays for him, unless it's a, a, a coming out of a timeout or something like that. What the fuck? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? Now, everybody's everybody loves Randall now. Everybody wants to see Randall and Obi together. Everybody wants to see Randall and Obi together. Not Randall and Obi. Randall and Obi. Randall and Obi. Yeah. Okay. But guess what? The more you see Randall and Obi together, mm-hmm. the, le- the 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 more likely you are you gonna get to see. RJ fully flourish and become the player that we all want him to be? No. That's not going to happen. Not with all those people on the floor at the same time. It's just not going to happen. Especially not with Randall on the floor, because if you watch the game, uh, according to me, from what I'm seeing, he thinks it's still his team. He thinks he's still the first option. Julius Randall. Bones, I I can't really complain about Randall last night because he looked like COVID yeah Randall and yes I, he's playing outstanding I he, give him that much I'm not complaining about his body of work this but year he's still got, been doing his thing he still gotta go yes 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 I agree I agree with you or, or, a thousand percent on you with that I agree with that why do I think he has to go even though I know he's playing good right now because guess what it ain't gonna be RJ's team as long as he's here you understand what I'm saying? Once he is gone, RJ will feel free to know, okay, this is now my team. Let me ask you an objective question. Ask. Um, wouldn't you want him to grow into that role? Because from what I'm seeing right now, and Jay, we, we called this already. This Cam Reddish shit starting, this shit is going to make the other four starters play so much better. And I also think that the Mitchell Robinson injury and the Quentin Grimes injury, knock on wood for both of them, hope they both get better. I think that's also a blessing in disguise because I think it's going to help all of these guys play better. I think we're going to win some games now. The games that we lost earlier in the season is because Evan Fournier is fucking unplayable. You cannot play him no more. I don't want to see him no more. Okay, he's had, but, okay. He's had three under three points in the last, I believe, four games. That is bad. 
All right. As far as Fournier is concerned, I'm not even going to speak on him because to me, he's not on the team right now. You know what I mean? I don't even see him on being on the team. I'm I'm ashamed. I'm sad and I'm depressed and I'm upset that they still keep giving him minutes. First of all, but you know, Tibbs is going to be Tibbs no matter what. He's going to try to squeeze his you know narrative in there as much as he can every chance he gets. You know what I'm saying? So I do like the fact that Cam has been starting. I do think RJ could flourish a lot more. Like if some of you fellas were talking about the other day and everything, which I, I definitely agree with, if we start running the offense through RJ, you know what I'm saying? Now, he doesn't have to be the lead vocal point of the offense, but as long as he you know, has something to do with it and gets to touch that ball and set people up, I think that helps him a long way with his confidence and it helps him grow. You know what I'm saying? I'm all for that. I'm all for that. As far as getting rid of Mitch, that's a no-no. They're not going to sign him and give him that money to then get rid of him. Now, if he doesn't come back anytime soon or if he comes back and then gets hurt again, then, yeah, they're going to probably say, okay, this guy's injury prone. Let's get rid of him. But if he comes back and he plays outstanding when as, as far as protecting that rim and getting those rebounds and helping out a little bit on the defensive end, I think they'll keep him. I don't see them getting rid of him. I see them getting rid of Evan Fournier. I pray that at some time, at some point, may, maybe they, you know, decide to go on another route with Julius Randle and probably get some other players in here or somebody else in here besides Julius Randle. But as as the way he's playing right now, that's not going to happen. You know, that's definitely uh, Tibbs, one of Tibbs' favorite right now. You know what I'm saying? So I give him that much. He's playing ball. But as far as you wanting to see RJ's full potential and growth, it's going to be hard as long as. Uh, he doesn't feel the team is his. You know what I mean? He has to feel like, okay, this is my team now. I get to, you know, it's the ball's running through me. I'm getting to set people up. I get to put everybody in better positions and put myself in a better position, making better judgment moves and, and decisions. Then it's a different story. You know what I'm saying? Until then, we're going to have to wait and see. Let these guys have some time together on the floor. Let them grow together. Let them find out what their likes and dislikes a little more. You know what I'm saying? Let them keep moving the ball. And then we can see what's going to happen. But honestly, right now, you know, I do see us getting a, a, a start at some point. They're going to, even if we give up on it as a fan base and say, okay, we just want to rival what we got, the front office ain't having that. The front office is going to make a move sooner or later anyway. That's just how they are. They're determined to make some kind of move. So let's see what that happens. But ain't no way in hell. You're going to tell me that Jalen Brunson ain't doing his damn job. You know what I'm saying? He's doing a way better job than anybody we've had the last few years as far as running the point is concerned. You know what I'm saying? And you can't complain as if, if he's averaging seven point something assists a game. 7.3 assists. Exactly. And the other day I checked it. And the other day I checked it. It was 6.9. So it, it went up. So it went up. So, in other words, he's still doing his thing, and he's doing it more. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I like that, you know? So, let's let's be a little more mindful of what we're talking about here and stop trying to throw dirt on somebody because your player's not flourishing the way you want him to flourish. You know what I'm saying? It's a team sport. You know what I'm saying? Let's make it happen. Let's be fans. Let's root for everybody. Like, like I can't stand Randall, y'all. I tell you from the bottom of my heart, yo, I can't stand his play sometimes. 
but I, I put up with it and I don't shit on him on a regular basis because what he's doing is benefiting the team. The way he's playing right now is benefiting the team. You know what I'm saying? He's 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 even looking like he got some some of his swagger back. Even though from time to time you still see that little attitude, he got to stop and catch himself, take a deep breath, go to the sideline, do a couple of woo shots or whatever. Who cares? As long as he gets back on that floor and he ain't ball hogging and he's looking out for players, he's even helping out a little bit on defense, then I can't complain. You know what I'm saying? He ain't the best player on defense, but he's at least doing – he's putting up an effort to at least do better. So I can't complain about that. And it's only 10 games into the season. We acting like we 40 games in. We need to calm down. No more Henny for y'all. No more Henny. For now on, I bring bottled water. <laughs> Peace. Hey, listen, I'm sorry, but I want to see round two. <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to see round two. <laughs> you want some? Look, so, look, look, let me just let me look. You you know us all love, right? You know us all love, right? Stay. How you in the matrix as a host, bro? My boy. Stop. My boy. You're in the matrix, stay. Go on mute. Come back off, bro. You're in the matrix, bro. I said, stop trying to train, boy, Mitch. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> Look, look, all, all I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say is this, yo. The whole Devin Booker uh, thing, I just feel he's not overrated. That's all I've ever said. That's all I've ever said. Yo. But yo, state feels otherwise. That's that's the that's the beef between me and state. I'm saying if he said he wanted to be a Nick, I would support it. He's not overrated to me. But state feels otherwise. Now I, you say SGA is not a I, star, bro. I'm a, look, I don't know about all that. I, I'm going to just get along. I don't want to get catch upset. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear your nonsense, man. I got a question. I got a question. I got a question. I got a question. Which which player out of the two players that y'all talking about, which player do you think fits best with this roster? With this current roster? Devin Booker. I don't want either player. They not Kawhi, bro. I want Tom to T-Mac. Like, I'm want to be greedy. Like, y'all thinking small. I don't know what's up with y'all with thinking small. Like, I don't think small. If you want to trade, make a trade, make a trade. Not some guppy-ass trade in SGA. If you want to trade mad picks, get me somebody who's dumb, nice like Jason Tatum, bro. Like, why y'all... Why y'all We're not in that position right now, though, bro. Like, that's the problem. That's why we got to... Like, Cam Reddish, maybe... Cam Reddish maybe has the talent to get to that point, but he's never going to get that to that point if he don't get any kind of serious time consistently, bro. Like he, like he, he probably has like the, he probably has this like coach, the top two or three highest ceiling in the in the on the team. Yeah, but this under this coach, we have a ceiling, and I think that ceiling is capped up for this season. So we'll see what happens. But I'm not interested in a, a, a trade for a star right now. We losing some games, then we can have that conversation. But as of right now, I don't want to have that conversation. It's not for me. Booker is not a two-way player. SGA is not a two-way player. Both of them is not six seven and six eight. I want a six. I want somebody like Kawhi. I want somebody who's a talent. Like if I'm gonna give up picks, I want somebody who's of mellow ilk. Like I don't know about y'all. Like y'all kids of today, like or, or people who watch the next today, like. I don't know what type of star y'all want, but I need a generational talent trading for a star. We traded for Melo. 
Carmelo fucking Anthony is mad OD, bro. SGA ain't that. <laughs> I'm so sorry, bro. <laughs> Before Melo got traded here, by the time he was 26, that man was in the Western Conference Finals battling with fucking Kobe Bryant. Like, we got a 6'8", small, small forward. That, come on now. That got to give me somebody better than that, man. Not, not come on now. We think it's too small here as a fan base. You going to give me Brandon Ingram? Like, I want somebody really good, bro. Like, really, really good. And somebody who's at least 6'8". I want a tall wing. Big Mo, what's up, man? How you doing, man? I'm sitting here. I'm multitasking. And <laughs> I'm watching my Well, he's back awake. I don't know what you're saying. Say you keep going in and out in the matrix, brother. Go ahead. I wanted to know what the fuck you were talking about. The last thing that you said for me to respond to it. <laughs> I didn't hear anything you said that last line. I said, go ahead. That's- how you doing, Stay? I don't like hearing you like this, Stay. I like hearing you being New York State pod and yelling and screaming and talking about your Knicks with, with fucking character and being the state that's the, that, that I know, bro. That's that's the state that I know for the last couple of years, bro. That's the state that gave me that almighty fourth seat hoodie that I still got right here in the back seat of my truck, bro. That, that's the state that I know. Not this all quiet, bundled up state. It's not you right now. At late, bro. <laughs> It's only 6.15, bro. It's never too late. I want to talk about what we have now and not all the bullshit that we want to have because we always want shit for the past 20 fucking years. We don't get shit that we want. So let's talk about the, the bullshit that we currently have on this roster. I want to talk to both the Cam Hives and the, the Quentin Grimes Hives. I'm a fan that likes both fucking players. I think they bring two different things to this team, right? I'm a person that knows that this is a wing-dominant league, and the best position that you want to go after right now is a three, a, play, a player that plays a three between 6'7 and 6'9, can be at both sides on the floor, can defend for you, and can score the basketball. Quinn Grimes is a good ball player. He can fit in any roster. Guy can knock down a three ball for you, can dribble a little bit off the dribble, can play some defense, get into some passing wings. I don't think R.J. Barrett is a small forward in the NBA. Okay? I don't think R.J. Barrett is athletic enough to keep up with being him a three. I think when you put R.J. Barrett at that two position and you put Cam Reddish at that three, oh, it benefits bro. the whole team. When did you come in here? Because I just had a whole screaming match with Cassius because he said some bullshit. Because I had oh, I, I had to come back in. Was you here? No, all I heard you guys screaming about was SGA. Oh, nah. We was going in there. It, it was a lot. Papa Lev saying Brunson not a fucking point guard. It was disrespectful. But you, but what? I say you can keep going. Oh yeah, so I like I like RJ playing the two, bro. I think that Cam Reddish playing the three. I don't care if he's the fourth option on offense. I don't care if he's the fifth option on offense. I don't care if he's scoring two points a game or forty points a game. When you allow your star player and RJ Barrett, the person that you paid this money to, to build the team around him, whether he's a one, whether he's a two, having Cam Reddish there helps him on both sides of the ball. Number one, Cam Reddish can knock down his shot and he can take the ball to the basket. He has the, the ball handling ability. He has the strength to get to the rim. You know, the guy has that dribbling that he can do. He can play off the dribble. He can play off the ball. He can play whatever situation that you want him in. On the defensive end, when you put Cam against the bigger three and you put R.J. Barrett at six, 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 seven against a smaller two guard, it benefits both of them. It benefits the team as a whole. Cam gets into passing wings, play defense, 
He can play any position between one and four, and he plays hub defense very well out of all the players on the Knicks. So that's why I don't really go based off his stats, but I'll go based off his gameplay and the way that you see him on the court. And R.J. Barrett is the two also on offense that makes him play in that Evan Fournier situation in that position where he's on top of the wing and he's not stuck on that baseline. I don't care if Cam Reddish is stuck on that baseline because I know when he gets the ball on that baseline, he has, he, he's more capable of taking someone off the dribble than R.J. Barrett is and getting to the hole. He's more capable of knocking on that shot real quick. So if R.J. can get the ball and touch the ball in every possession in the offensive end because he's on top of the wing, it benefits the team as a whole. I want to see the ball in Jalen Brunson's hands late in the fourth quarter. I think whether you think he's a point guard, whether you don't think he's a point guard, or you think he makes other people better, I think that you brought him in here so that late in games, the last five minutes, whether you're up by 26 points or you're up by 12 points, you want the ball in his hands. So the Knicks played well yesterday. They won the game. They could have won by 35 last night. Late in the fourth quarter, Julius Randle was hot. He wanted to play his point right in the last six minutes of the quarter. Knicks got the lead down to 15. I mean, yeah, you win the game, but you notice these small things. You brought Brunson in here for these specific reasons. I think this guy has a top three footwork out of any player in the NBA. And this guy's basketball IQ is very fucking high. Everyone talked about him being small, but he's been holding his ground. And if you have Cam Reddish in that lineup as his three, and that point guard drives past, past uh, Brunson, you have Cam that slides down from that wing towards the middle and can help play help defense. And that's what's been happening a lot. You know, whenever he's face guarded someone, any position on the court, whether it was the one Maxi, whether it was Tatum, whether it was Brown, whoever he's played, he's made them uncomfortable, bro. The kid's long. This kid's got a seven foot two wingspan. The kid's long. The kid's lanky. The kid's quick. You know, he takes the challenge. I want to see him finishing better at the rim. I know he could do it because we know he can. So I think just with consistent playing time, he'll be able to do it. But to me, it benefits R.J. Barrett so much because if he can touch the ball in every offensive play, then he becomes very comfortable. He looks more poised. He's not aiming his shots because he's worried he's going to miss. And I think it becomes an easier game for R.J. on both sides of the floor. So I like that. Now, the story regarding Mitchell Robinson, whether you want him here or not, I mean, I understand both sides of the story. I understand Mitchell Robinson scoring 75% from the field being able to get put-back dunks, being able to, to get some block shots. But in four years, Mitch Robinson still can't set a damn pick on my fucking two-year-old daughter, bro. He doesn't know how to set a fucking pick for shit, and it's fucking embarrassing, okay? All the shit that I want to see him work out on in the past four years, he hasn't improved anything offensively. Is he getting offensive rebounds and dunking? That's great. But for all the people that tell me that all Obi Toppin can do is dunk, all Mitch Robinson can do is fucking dunk, okay? That, that, that's all he can do. He plays defense for you in the limited amount of time that he can when he's not in foul trouble. Right, that, you can't guard the guys on the five outside on the perimeter. Is that Whenever, not for him to do that though? No, I understand. But whatever the coach is asking for him to do, why pay sixty million dollars in it when you have two valuable contracts in Jericho Sims and Isaiah Hartenstein? Because that's your that's your guy that you drafted, and that's his first rookie deal. Like, and I'll give that to you. I agree with you one hundred percent. He deserved his money, so he got paid. But at this situation now, since you have two great contracts and Hartenstein and Jericho Sims, you don't need Mitchell Robinson. I'm on the Knicks. That's He's pop- the first player that I trade, bro, by the trade deadline. That's poppycock. That's no, it's pop- not, bro. You're, you're, you're paying. Nah, not, you cannot play three centers now. The people yeah. that want to see more of Jericho Sims, if you see more of Jericho Sims, you're not going to see Obi Toppin play basketball. It's going to take away minutes from Toppin as well. Bro, so I don't see a situation for you to have three centers bro. on this team right now. Bro. Thibodeau channeled his, his inner Larry Brown and started Jericho Sims in his hometown city. And played him six minutes. I don't even want to bring up Sims. That's pointless. Yeah, I don't care about bringing up Sims. I'm bringing up what you have on this team. 
what you but, want to do moving forward. Bro, I, I don't think you I'm have to pay the center $60 million. What you talking about? I don't think you need it, bro. Whenever he plays against a better center in this league, he gets absolutely mile off. He becomes every big center's bitch, bro. Uh, whether it's Jokic, whether it's Embiid, whether it's anyone that's valuable, he becomes their bitch. He cannot spread the floor for you. He leaves the paint all clogged up with Julius Randle there as well. They don't spread at all, and he's there for only minimal things. The, the opposing team knows exactly what Mitchell Robinson's there for. He'll get you his five, six rebounds a game, his offensive rebounds. He'll get you those putbacks. But when it comes against a more powerful center, they just toy with him. They just toy with him. And it's unnecessary. I mean, I've been talking about it for two years to fucking trade him for Miles Turner, who dropped 37 points in 12 last night, bro, who's fucking ripping the league apart when the Knicks had the opportunity to do it. I just don't think that you need to pay your center that you have for 60 minutes. I think it's a movable contract that you can attach to Evan Fournier to, where you can move them to try to get something back and allow these younger guys to play. I think that there's multiple matchups down in the NBA where a lot of these bigs aren't really bigs, and they spread the floor for opposing teams, so they have five men out, where you can play a smaller lineup. Mo, not being disrespectful. No, bro. Again, everyone has their own opinion, bro. We can debate on it all day. Y'all getting horny, and I don't like it. I don't get horny over there. I'm not gay, but I'm a straight man, so I'll say that. Number two, I think Isaiah Hartenstein is a bad fucking uh, rebounder, bro. I think that he's not as big as a rim protector that, that Mitchell Robinson is, and I'll give it to him, bro. I'm not so bashing Mitchell Robinson, and I hate him. Because I'm not gonna, I don't need to pay him $60 million to get five fucking fouls in 11 minutes, bro, until he plays a fucking a, a bad center. That's his first rookie contract. What are you That's talking? good, bro. It doesn't mean anything. It could be his first right, contract or his fifth contract. Bro, it doesn't mean shit. His starting point guard was Moutier. We paid him pennies for four years. Give me a fucking break. You brought him and started punk on him, bro. I live in New York. I wake basketball. up, man. What are you talking about, bro? Give me a break. Give me a fucking break. Bro, you got him your point guard, and he's averaging less points now than he did with Alfred fucking Payton, bro. What are you talking about? Mitchell Robinson started with Evan Fournier and Brunson, and he was in foul trouble every game. Give me a break. So what Mitchell the Robinson fuck is that? You're going to leave Mitchell alone. Mitch had a foul trouble because of Evan Fournier? You, Jay, Papa Left, all you cronies, disrespecting my young boy. You want to know what I think about that text? Hey, my young boy, be about your mouth. You know that word, poppycock? That's a poppycock. No, fuck that. Come on, say you're talking with the most no. because you're happy that you resigned your rookie, bro. And I he deserved his money, no. bro. He got it, but you no. don't need him here now, bro. No, your main concern now is to do whatever you can to win a fucking championship. Push shots, and I'm not. I'm keeping him. That's my boy. Jericho Sims sent one pick yesterday in the first quarter. That was a better pick than Mitchell Robinson ever sent in four fucking years. I don't want to hear that. In four fucking years, I was watching South Central the other night, and I was watching OG Bobby Johnson. You know the scene when he in jail. He like, this is an OG call. This is my boy. Mitch, my boy. Y'all going to stop talking about my boy like that, bro. And he hurt. I don't like that because y'all talking. This is why the Knicks. We don't get shit our way. Because y'all talking down on my boy while he hurt. And y'all talking down on him without no fucking context. Hey, you don't understand how hypocritical you sound. You want to go get a star in Kawhi Leonard, but you want to suck fucking... Mitchell Robinson sucks balls, bro. Did, Why did, would you keep me in the context million? of what you said? Did you hear the... I said, yes, I, I don't want to trade for a star. I, listen, listen. I said, I don't want to trade for a star. The reason why is because there's no stars that I want that's on the market. SGA is not a – he's not a superstar to me. 
Are you trading me prime Tracy McGrady? There's no. So don't talk to me about a star. There's never a superstar on the market until you make it on the market. Man. Until you offer something. So do I talk to me market, about bro. trading for a star? Because Robinson is not for sale. You I don't care about that. Leonard. I don't care. So where's Kawhi right now? Where is Kawhi right now? Want on this team, state. Who do you no, want? No, 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 no. Who do you want on this team? No, no. Fuck all that. Where is the Kawhi on the market right now? There is never a superstar on the market. But Kawhi was on the market a couple years ago, so that debunked already. So where is the fucking star on the market right now? Is going to come to the New York Knicks to play with his fucking balls and lose the? Why the fuck would he? We missed out on Spider Man for me to be screaming at you weeks later. You talking about getting me a star? Fuck all that. Reddit is starting. Spider starting. Let them eat. Where does Spider-Man get you with this roster? Bullshit. Tell me. No, no, is, no, what is he getting with this roster, bro? Yo, yo, y'all been disrespectful tonight. Papa left coming on here talking this Brunson out of point guard bullshit. I'm wasting my weeds. I woke up my nephew screaming at you cronies. What's that bullshit today? Uh, you got too many poppycock takes today, Steve. No, you got poppycock takes today. Y'all need to leave my boy state. alone. My boy RJ, you was being disrespectful too, Mo. You thought oh, I I'm saying that how it is, bro. I said exactly how it is with RJ Barrett. No, 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 no. You no, play no, him no. at that Dude, two, you don't play him at that three, bro. I said exactly how it is, bro. You play him at the two, you don't play him at the three. He doesn't have no, the no, no, no. That's he doesn't have the defensive liability. You was is even it? more disrespectful. What are you what, talking what, about? What, what was it? Oh, RJ Barrett. What was it? Repeat it. You said he's never going to be this. I said he's never going to be, not gonna be a championship three option. You, you was being disrespectful last I said he's week. not going to be a what? Man, Jay. The man, Jay, called my boy Blue Dork. You're talking on my name, State. Say what I said. I said he's not going to be a what? You say he's never going to be a superstar. He's never going to be a star. He might not even be an all-star. You say Go he's back to the recorded space, bro. Go back to the recorded space and pull up every fucking receipt. Because that, I, Jay asked, yes, yes, will yes, R.J. Barrett close in Stan's space? And Stan said, will R.J. Barrett improve? I said, if he continues playing at that three right now underneath Tom Thibodeau and stuck in the fucking corner, he's not going to. I was there. He was stuck yes, in the corner for three years. Made 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 made. I was there. Boys made mid boys. Jay Jay was definitely calling him Lou Dort. Mid boys. Yeah, not I did state. I did. Mo did say that he could get better. Jay said he said will he not, not get better. Right Mo said he will not. Get, playing, no, 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 no. In this position, he will not get no, better. No, you, if you put him in a different position yeah. and he's not stuck in the corner and they give him the opportunity to play a different position at the yeah. two, and if they get a different coach, then he can play better. But to shove him in a corner and expect him to do whatever the fuck he can as Steve Novak on the fucking corner, then it's not going to happen. Not, it's not gonna Jay said happen. that man will not get better. And he can't jump over a textbook. He said, Jay, Jay said that man will not get better. But Mo, but Mo did say but that he, he can't get better. RJ's my dog. I love him. I'm Jamaican. Shout out to all Jamaicans. And he's my dog, but he's uh, he's a starter. He's just a starter. He's not an all-star. He's not an all-NBA player. He, he's not Paul George. He just, he's a cool little starter. And a cool little starter is Lou Dort. Wow. <laughs> Disrespectful. I mean, right now, there's nothing that shows me that RJ Barrett's an all-star. I'm, I'm not no, nobody said that. But the I'm question, not say the that question I asked everybody on the panel, State was there. That's why he pressing y'all. I, I did, and I answered the question, now. bro. I told you. That's why he I, pressing y'all. The current y'all situation, now. the current situation that RJ Barrett was in, 
playing the two, getting stuck in the corner to allow Evan Fournier to do his in-and-out crossover behind the back, one dribble to the free-throw line floater, R.J. Barrett should be on top of the wing at every fucking possession. Every offensive possession, R.J. Barrett should touch the ball at least once. He you should know, be the one driving towards you know, the middle. He should be the one cutting towards the middle. RJ, you, know what, you know what I want to see? I want to see R.J. in high-leverage spots. You see when Tatum closed, closed us out the other night, hit a couple shots to, to send us home? I want to get I want to get into a game where we're relatively close with the other team, and I want to give RJ the ball clear out and take me home, young fella, consistently, consistently and with ease, like the rest of these young guys do. And then I'll receive. But until then, he's just an average starter to me. He's Lou Dort. He got to show that he's an elite guy. He got to close it out. You got to stop with that tape, bro. Fifty-seven percent from. But I, I still think there's multiple little that things thing. that RJ can do in his game, bro. That makes him so, so much more of a better player. He he's been get getting to the rim. Point. He's been getting. To, listen, he's been getting to the rim consistently throughout the year. But instead of fading away on a on a smaller person defending you, go up strong. He did it twice last night. He made an and one, and the second time he got the foul call. He's six seven. The kid goes up with his left hand. He has an advantage multiple times. He can finish at the rim. Post. Give me RJ in the post. Turn around jump shots. Yes, he should do it. Y'all, y'all, yo, hold on, hold on. Y'all are nitpicking. Give me repertoire. Now, y'all are nit- Y'all are now like. Jay Nick, you know what repertoire is? You know repertoire. But y'all are now complaining. Biggest in the game. The way the ball goes in the basket. Guys, like, I'm not complaining about no, shit, bro. No, I'm no, telling no, you my team. You kind of are. You kind of are because you're like. Oh, my complaint oh, is oh, that oh, when you have a oh, fucking oh, cocksucker, oh, dumbass oh, fucking oh, coach that plays a fucking croissant oh, for fucking 20 minutes that can't do shit on the oh, wing, oh, you can have a fucking star that's 22 years old that can put the ball on the floor on the wing to score the ball. When he plays the two, he plays better. That's my, that's my point, bro. I fucking hate Evan fucking Croissant Fournier more than anyone in the fucking world. I don't know how that cocksucker is talking about Fournier. We wasn't talking about Fournier. I'm wearing my RJ jersey. I'm wearing my RJ jersey. You're upset that he's 6'7 and he had a smaller guard on him and got it. Made a jumper and then got an and one on us. Like, so we're now like, no, no, that's not what I said. I said that I'm upset that he has smaller guards on him that defend him multiple times. He goes to the basket, gets his shit punched at the rim like a little bitch. It's why like, why, get, why y'all boys get that's so excited? Why are you moving the goalposts, folks? That's not what you just said. Jay Nicky. No, that's what I said, that he gets Jay his Nikki. shit. That is, I, I, I'm happy. Listen. I said yesterday Jay I was Nikki. happy. He went to the basket against a smaller guy. He got his foul called, and he finished the rim strong. I was, I was happy yeah. about it yesterday. Jay, what you want me to do? You want me to speak up? Why y'all get so hyped? Why y'all boys get so hyped when 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 we beat up on little mid teams? How come we all? How come y'all don't have the same energy when the Celtics is watching us? Y'all get so hyped, y'all come out with nah, the problems. No one's with, hyped. With the mid teams. My my yeah. issue right now, my issue that's that's really coming along now is that I feel like y'all are judging RJ with little context, and that I think is my biggest issue. Y'all are criticizing because y'all don't like his game. Forget about what he's actually doing. Y'all don't like the fact that he's not flashy. You don't got a crossover. He don't got a post fade. Y'all mad that he's not Jason Tatum. Y'all are mad that he's not Lamelo Ball. Y'all I'm mad, mad that he's not. Him. Hold on. I'm mad he's Yo, not I want Jalen Green. Phone. Shut up. Let me speak. Damn. Thank you. Y'all are mad that he's not the, this play like this two K player. But the point of the game is to get buckets. It don't matter how you get them. And my whole thing is, and I said it on KCDA earlier. Y'all gotta pay attention to the numbers and the fact Brunson changes a lot and the fact that. RJ's numbers aren't gonna jump off the page like they normally do. Run to the ball hog, man. 
NBA last year, okay. RJ had a That's okay. RJ had a percentage of 27.5. Stop watching what RJ doing. He's doing shit quietly. Yo, RJ had a usage last year of 27.5 and, and averaged 20 points per game. RJ has a usage of 24 and is averaging 20 now. So Brunson's really- a ball hawk. He's not going to get better with Brunson on that court. No, I, I, Jay, I think you're comparing me to fucking Brunson Jason Porter. We have two different takes, bro. Brunson Jason Porter's from Blue Door. I'm not calling him Blue Door, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me light my blunt real quick. I hope Jalen Brunson don't come across this. Because y'all being very disrespectful tonight. And I thought y'all would be better than this. I know y'all smarter than this. Jay, for you to come on Twitter. And this is where I have to challenge you at. And, and and I swear to God, I'm never, I'm not gonna press the red button again as long as this podcast runs. But for you to say, bless you, nephew, for you to say Brunson is ball hogging, and he has 22 points and 10 assists with zero turnovers. That's like that's an agenda. I have agendas too, Jay. I'm, I'm just like you. I, I have agendas. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm goody too. I got a lot of agendas. But come on now. From Papa left saying he ain't not a point guard to y'all saying y'all trade the whole shebang for SGA who has no resume, who has done nothing in the playoffs. When I see a guy like Kawhi get traded to the Raptors with a resume, the youngest finals MVP, don't y'all dare talk to me about trading for a star no more. Now, Jay, you need to answer for your fucking disrespectful ass, R.J. Barrett disrespecting every fucking day. Every time I got to fucking see a tweet from you, it's talking about R.J. Barrett, him being mid. You better love his basketball game, brother, because he's going to be here for a a decade plus. You going to love his game. And y'all got to be happy because those losses y'all talking about with no context was with Evan Fournier starting and Evan Fournier playing a lot of minutes. He was the reason why the Knicks was ass. Oh, the numbers match. Guess who's in minus 40? Evan Fournier. Oh, why hasn't Danny tagged me in a tweet in weeks? He hasn't tagged me in weeks. Evan Fournier is a sniper. He had four games through under three points. That's just sniper. That's just sniper. And when people be wrong, they don't never be like, yo, you know what? I was, I, you know, I was wrong. Not me, State. Not me, brother. Go, go ahead. State, My bad. State, you know, you know how we talk, bro. You know, you know we don't like the box, the box score. You know we anti box score. You know this. We talk about this all the time. We don't like the box score because it's misleading. It's misleading, brother. Brunson is a good player, man. He's a good. He's a borderline all star player. He is. He is nasty. I give him that. But in terms of development, dog, especially down the stretch, he's a me guy. He's looking for his shot primarily first. The pass is usually when all the options are obsolete. And this is where he runs his assists up because he finds guys in good situations for layups or, or open threes. But for the most part, again, we watch the games. We're not stat, we're not stat, we're not box uh, sheet guys. We watch the games. He's looking for his joints. 
consistently. I ain't taking nothing away from him, like I said. But, Jay, there's a reason for that. What's the reason for it, Jay? I'm not. That's why I'm against you. The reason for that is because boring, no bro. one else can create for themselves, bro. He right. can create this, for listen, himself. And, this, and this, goes back to, this goes back to Leon Rose doing an absolutely terrible job building this team. Somebody like Brunson should not be on the Knicks, bro. We're completely wasting this guy's time. He need, he should have stayed on Dallas where he can be contending. He can play for things every year with, with Luka. I'd love to see him this year, man. Both of them getting better. Both of them have playoff experience. It made sense to stay over there and see what you can do as a, as a Western Conference contender. Not over here playing with Julius Randle. You know what I'm saying? I just don't like the fit in terms of because we got a long way to go with these guys. We need somebody that's going to bring them along, feed them the ball in certain situations, not necessarily look for their numbers, but look for the guys. You know what I'm saying? We need somebody like, like you know, like a Rondo-type situation where he's not constantly looking to score and shoot. You know what I'm saying? Rondos don't exist anymore, though, brother. Yeah, yeah I, I, I get it. I get it. It's a sad day in the NBA. I just, I just want to see Obi Toppin keep, keep progressing into, into the National Player of the Year, Obi Toppin, like we saw in college. I want to see RJ progressing to being a high-end starter. I want to see Cam, uh, uh, you know, turn into a high-end 3 and D wing. I want to see these guys get opportunities. But if I'm watching Brunson and Randall kind of shot hunt, especially in the third and fourth quarters, you can't give guys high-leverage opportunities. And, and build their high level of the experience if you if they're not getting a chance to close. Like I got, what, RJ, I don't think that's Brunson, bro. Yeah, I got a little pushback with Brunson. Brunson had 14 points going into the fourth last night, and then got the rest of his points literally while the game was out of like out of reach. He yeah, was looking. Yeah. I think night. I think it's the coaching tips. I, I I think I think it's yeah. coaching, Jay. I understand your situation, bro. But I think that goes back to the coaching. That's why I was trying to give RJ the benefit of the doubt being put at the two, but came at the three. His game has gotten better, bro. Late in games, they get better. There's more execution. Here's what I'm saying, Mo. I'm not saying that these guys ain't going to get better. I'm saying that how can we get these guys in high-leverage moments like the Tatums and the Browns with an opportunity to close games if they don't even get a shot, if they don't get the looks in the third and fourth you quarter? Because you're a dumbass coach, bro. They have no offensive play set. It's Jalen Brunson. Go out do what you got to do. The coach is a fucking moron. He's a fucking moron. I guess that's what it starts with. You play through RJ. You play – you basically play him as the point, basically. In what world? In what world, Stan? How's that going to happen, brother, with Jalen Brunson? Nah, I'm just saying. You play him as the point because, look, you just said it. Jalen Brunson gets his. Right. That's good. We want That's... you to get his. All right. We want you to get George. You got to score. We okay. need scorers. All right. right. We got Randall as a scorer. We got Brunson as a scorer. But the rest of the team right on. needs to run through RJ. That's the only person that's going to take this team from here to there, bro. But I disagree, bro. Person. I disagree but with you nobody guys. Else can, nobody, nobody else, nobody else on this team can can take us from from being mediocre to championship contender. Nobody else. Yeah, Only but it's not about the first quarter looks, my brother. It's not about it's them high leverage looks because now you're getting the confidence to be able to close teams out. And if Argy doesn't actually do it late in the fourth quarter, if you don't have the ball in his hands to close people out and not give a turnover. And hit and hit big shots. He'll never get the. He'll never get how. He never. He'll never get the feeling of how that feels with Jalen Brunson there because he's he's gonna baby and put him put him in the corner. I respectfully disagree. Look, that's yeah, where, that's I, I disagree with that, bro. What saying that's what goes back to what Mo was saying. That's the that's coach. It goes in the coaching because okay. if Tibbs is if Tibbs is saying, hey, we're gonna run through run through run the offense through RJ, right? And you, bro, you you go over there, and go get yours. We know what you gonna do. Right. right, we you gonna be the secondary option. You gonna get your, your your points. That's cool. And then if you ain't got it going, you gonna get whoever else going. Great. You put RJ in the top position to right, where right. he he can do whatever. That that that's where you get him in this Tatum role. And you live and die with the with if he makes a mistake or not because he's twenty two and he's gonna get better on the next game. 
Well, he's going to fuck up. But, yeah, I, just, but I disagree, bro. Respectfully, I disagree with that, bro. I disagree, man. You have to have you brought in Jalen Brunson here to be able to handle these fourth quarter situations and put guys in the best position to score. So you allow Jalen Brunson, you run the offense with Jalen Brunson, not RJ Barrett, bro. Jalen Brunson takes control, bro. Jalen Brunson breaks down defenders, he breaks down the defense. He has to find RJ at the right spots. RJ, RJ is not as good as you guys are making a team where he can create his own shot. He cannot do that yet. Listen, like, he, he has a point guard. Benefit, listen, he benefits I RJ from his scoring only because he scores. So it's like, okay, cool. I ain't got to just zone in on RJ. Oh, I, I gotta, I gotta defend. But, it, but it's not just the scoring, bro. He's averaging seven assists a game. That's not true. Yes, that's and I'm not a great. Big, that's great. I think, I that's think that if you, the rest of our team. Well, one second, one second. I think that if you, let me just say one second. Not for RJ. Need, RJ don't need that shit. I think oh. that if you allow Jalen Brunson, Whoa, so you take. You but Jay, Jay, give me one second. Let me give me thirty seconds. To say up this thing. If you allow Jalen Brunson to take control of these games late in games, whether it's close or blah, whatever it is. When the defense respects him and he has the IQ to be able to break down defenses, but if they have a set offensive play to get RJ on that wing to either cut towards the middle to get the ball, he will be able to be put in the best position to score because his point guard's going to get him that position. It's not RJ. It's not Jalen Brunson. It's the fucking coach that doesn't know how to run a set fucking scheme offense late in the game. He tells his point guard, go out there, do whatever you can do, get someone open or knock down the shot. That's what happens late in games, Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. So you're telling me right now your argument is you don't see RJ as that as a closing caliber type player as right now no wild, as right now no bro as of right now no and I you, think you live with you live with it though you live you with don't the, want him, you don't want the ball in his hand like late in the games to see if we can actually do it you just yes want to bro I, no I would like the ball in his hands I understand that but for you to run the offense through him I don't think he's that good of a ball handler yet I think yeah he can go right but I don't think. He can handle having the ball in his hands throughout the last five minutes of a game. I think you put the ball bro, in Brunson's hands and you get the ball to RJ running an offense. You before, get the ball to before RJ Brunson running got offense. here, when he had all those thirty better like that, that when he was cooking, when he He's was cooking, get he was throwing a, he had to run in the offense through that man at that time. Let me ask was Stand. Because you had to. Now you yeah. don't have to. You yes, have a hundred million dollars. Exactly. Card, now you have the luxury of Stand. having another person that can help the rest of the team get better. Stand. RJ don't need that, and he showed Stand. you that. There's, yeah, so, so I did you see? Point. So, it, it, it's impossible for RJ to get better, bro. If he no, can't, bro, have he's already better. I don't think so, he's already better. You put, oh, you put him at the does. wing, Jay. You put him at the wing instead of Evan Fournier. You put him at the wing and you right. put Cam at the three. You put Cam over there in the corner because Cam is going to get respected by defenses, not like Evan Fournier. So, whether right. Cam is driving already, to the basket to so create his own dribble, RJ will get open because his defender will drag on to help defense. If yeah, the craziest thing the right way, Mo, you want to hear the craziest thing, Mo? The crazy RJ can't get better. close to reps, though. He's okay? already he's better. better. J- 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 Nicky, I'm not going to disagree. I think he's getting better. I do. I think it's not I that he's getting better. He's already better. Yes, he's, he's already better, better but not by so better. much, bro. Nick, he's that's responsible. Better, but he can still get better, but that's the thing. Like, like, of course, he's still getting better. I see, but Jay, this is where I have issue with you because you're 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 choosing to just go with your eye. That's irresponsible, bro. The eye test is subjective. That's the issue. You, you behave like you're he's a, he's a cook player. You behave like he's already here. Hold on. No, I'm not no, saying he's, he's far here. From here. I'm not he's saying far he's far here. From. I'm saying he's already better, though. He's literally already better than he was. I last agree. Time. I'm not going to disagree. No, with no, that. no. I this think is he's not better. You, it's not to you. This is to Jay, and this is my issue with Jay and a lot of people on Twitter. They're choosing their subjective eye test to come to their their points, and it's like when the numbers are backing him up that he's already better. People are still saying he's a bum. He's a bust. He's regressed. All these. It, it doesn't make sense. Gang. Didn't I just say I want RJ in position to close games out so I can see what he got and see if we can get that same type of look like how Tatum gets? 
he doesn't get the opportunity because Jalen. But, that, but look at the standard you're holding. You're setting him up for failure. R.J. Barrett is not Jason Tatum. We all. Yeah, it's not setting him up for. for I, I disagree with that. Player. But you, I, I love that you're already changing the tone, Jay. That because last last space you was not saying that he could. Bro, even Jay likes to fuck position. around with you guys, bro. But Jay's a smart basketball mind. He's not stupid. Bro. Jay knows what he's talking about. He likes to fuck bro. with you guys here and there with a joke. So, so he was fucking it. around when he was saying that. RJ, can I get better? That's all I was. I, was. I, I, I think. I think. I personally think he's. I think he's. He's at his peak. Personally, honestly, but so he's not going to like to see him. I would like to see him in closing situations with the ball in his hands, and I would like to see him make decisions and not Jalen Brunson because I want my wing to be to be my head, the head of the, the, the stone here. But, I like how you did that. Like, but but in our situation, we don't have that luxury. Because Jalen Brunson is going to take it into his own hands and try to close the game himself. I don't think it's Brunson, bro. I guarantee, I'll bet five fucking thousand dollars right now that if Camera starts as a three and RJ starts as a two for the rest of the year as the two and not the three, he will improve so much more than people think he would. If he gets the ball and he can touch the ball in every possession on offense because he's on top of the wing and he's not on the baseline, he can get involved right. easily straight into the shot clock. He doesn't have to wait till the last five seconds to chuck up a fucking three and hit an air ball. But if he can get the ball in the beginning of a shot clock, touch it once on every possession at the two on top of the wing, he'll be able to create better shots. He'll be able to get to the basket easier. He'll be able to make those cuts down to the middle instead of being on that baseline. I can guarantee he'll be a better player if he's at the two and not the three. Guarantee it. All this stuff that he's trying to put on the offensive end and he's getting tired on defense and running around, I don't think it's worth it for him to play three, bro. He's a two guard, not a three. So, Mo, that was uh, for Cam Reddish years ago. Me and Jay been on the Cam Reddish train for a while now. And the reason why is because I never seen R.J. Barrett as a small forward. I seen him as a big shooting guard and just not your prototypical shooting guard. And people saying that we we have all these complaints about R.J. Barrett, but all I know is the numbers back it up. He's been playing well um, the last couple of games. And the last two games that Cam Reddish has started, he's averaging, well, basically five points, five rebounds, five assists, and almost two steals, shooting 48% from the field, 50% from three, and 92% from the line. So – you know, I mean, we'll see. He's going to get better, though. And as long as Reddish keeps starting, that's going to keep seeing an uptick in everything. All of, I, I really feel like Reddish is the X factor, and he's going to really change the season. That's how bad, how low I was on Evan Fournier. Because I knew, I already knew him starting, it affects you already. State, you keep going in and out, State. Matrix State. You'll find a better spot. I say, I say, that you can't, you can't have Evan Fournier. I say, you can't have Evan Fournier in the starting lineup because it affects Julius Randle's game. And when it affects Randle's game, it's affecting Jalen Brunson. Now that it's affecting communication, I think it's very hard for the Knicks to sustain winning. While starting Evan Fournier, so now that Cam Reddish is starting, I think we're about to go on a win streak, and I think we're about to see some things happen. I'm just waiting for Grimes to get back to see what's really up, and I'm waiting to get Derrick Rose the fuck up out of the room. State, you want to know what else this coach is fucking up on, bro? And a lot goes back to the coach. You see a lot of hockey rotation happening. Was crazy. Oh, I think I.
What you said? I don't know. I I thought I thought Mo went out. I, I didn't. Yeah, Mo did go out. Okay. The craziest thing is that he actually didn't do a hockey rotation in Philly. He actually subbed in Cam and Hartenstein with quickly and Obi and someone else on the court. I was like, that's a very – but that was when Tibbs literally was coaching for his life that game. He's been switching it up. Like, I can't deny Tibbs has been switching it up, but I just don't trust it. I think he's just trying to get comfort, comfortable again. Then he's just going right back to his old ways, to be completely honest. I don't even know how long this uh, came in the starting lineups like last week. I, I truly believe once Grimes is hurt, Cam is going back to the bench. Once Grimes is healthy, my bad. Once Grimes is healthy, Cam is going back to the bench. It's, it's definitely a possibility. I mean, I could see that happening, uh, but I, I, I don't know. I, Tibbs likes defense. And right now, I think he's going to find space and find room for both of these guys to play because right now it's looking like they're our best defenders along with Mitch. Um, So, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see if Tibbs can continue to 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 be creative because, I mean, he's he's been creative. I mean, shit, I did not see Sims starting. I did not see it starting. I think he did okay. Uh, I feel like people was hyping the start up a little bit too much. I think he did okay with it. It's still not – you're not trading any player just because of it. Like, uh, people say, okay, now you can trade Mitch. No, you're not trading Mitch just because he started. The guy got in foul trouble. So does Mitch. Um, it seems like all of our bigs, they, they get in foul trouble. So unless we're going to be playing um, Randall at the, at the five, which – I'm fine with playing him at the five, you know, depending on the team. It looked okay, you know, and it allowed us to play all of the guys that we want to play, all the guys we want to see on the court, you know, aside from some people not want to see Randall. But it allows you to see uh, Obi, allows you to see uh, RJ along with, with Barrett, um, along with Barrett, along with Reddy. So that's that's the lineup I think we all want to see more of. It looked fast. It looked, you know, like and it's. I didn't see too many hiccups with that lineup. I want to see more of it on another versus another team because it looked like that was a. I don't know. That one looked like it was. You know, it was looking like one. Like yeah, Mo got back up in here. What's going on? Mike got cut off. That was my mic cut off. No, you good, Stan. I hear you. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't hear nobody. Yeah, else. I don't know. I don't hear state. I don't yeah, hear I hear y'all. I hear y'all. Nah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I yeah, but this is gonna be it's gonna be an interesting schedule ahead. You know, is I think a lot of people already wrote off that game as a loss. Um, just because people are so, you know, flimsy with they with, with when the Knicks win or lose a game. So, you know, we we lose a game and then it's like, oh, we're about to lose all the rest of these coming up. And you know, and that's why a lot of people are just like, oh yeah, we're definitely gonna beat Boston. I mean, not Boston, uh, Brooklyn. Listen, calm down. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You know, Yo, Stan. I remember when the schedule got released, people were saying we were gonna start the season three and seven. Yeah, three, I, 
That too. I remember that too. And, and, and like, I know like Philly, you know, that could have easily been a loss with, with a fully healthy roster, but like people had us losing to like Orlando and stuff like that. Like Charlotte and all this other stuff. Like, bro, I think like, I'm not pleased where we're at, but at the same time, I see where there's room for development. And I think that's what allows me to like, not be overly frustrated with this team. I'm actually pleased. I'm actually pleased where we are because I don't have, I didn't have expectations coming into the season. You know, like everybody's forced to kind of like, okay, what's the, how many games do you think this team's going to win? You know, I threw out 43 wins. I still, after the the loss and everybody, you know, jumping off, you know, I, I still was like, oh, I still think it's 43. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't think it's going to be higher or lower just because of uh, uh, L. We lost against great teams. We lost against Milwaukee, Cleveland, uh, Atlanta's a good team, and we lost against Boston. Like, when they were just playing lights out and we were playing very well. Like, we didn't lose against to no slouches. You know, if if we can take that into context, and I don't want to do that, like, too much, like, and just, like, all right, well, this means that. But, yeah, it should mean that we're, we're, we should go into Brooklyn and win. It should mean that we're going to play Detroit and win. It should mean that we're going to play Oklahoma City and win. It should mean that even when we play Utah, we should win. Because if you look to see who Utah played, they didn't really play anybody, you know. And not to say that they didn't play anybody because they did beat Denver, but I don't think Denver was like, "Hey, this is a team we need to take serious," you know. So I I think that the schedule is it's not as crazy as everybody was making it seem. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if by the time we we do see that Denver game on uh, the 18th, we should we should be at a, a at, at a winning record at that point, you know, that's five games from now, you know, that's Brooklyn, Detroit, Oklahoma city, uh, Utah, and then Denver. So like those, those are games that uh, we, we can, we can steal one of the games we're going to lose. And we're probably going to lose a game. One of the games that we're supposed to win, hopefully not. Um, because that's, I think the change from last year, from this year, that, we should be seeing aside from um what was it that that one game the the Atlanta game where we started off hot and then it was just an epic collapse that was a reminder of last year but other other than that it's been a different look team even when we were up against Minnesota in the last game it was like okay this feels like the game that we're probably gonna come back and lose but you know this yeah it, it's 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 a good team. You know, I, I think a lot of people are saying that we're a bad team. We're not a bad team. We're a good team. And, and the fact that we're not scratching the surfaces makes this team really scary, to be honest with you. Like, I'm not going to put much, you know, what this team's going to reach this or this team's going to reach that. But I, I do think that this is one of the teams that can be scary later down the in the year once, once we're firing at all cylinders. I, you know, it's, it's going to be one of those young I'm not going to say Memphis teams, but a lot of other players, a lot of other, uh, you know, fans will start talking that way. You know, a lot of commentators will start talking that way about us. We won't because we don't like talking nicely about our players for the most oh, part. That's all give thanks to, and I'm sorry, Mario and the Knicks, but I'm definitely about to get out of here. I definitely want to 
I've definitely been on the spaces for like three plus hours. That's mad OD. And the moment I wasn't paying attention, I wasn't paying paying attention to my nephew for like 60 seconds. And that 60 seconds, he almost flooded the bathroom. <laughs> That's what they do. So, they do. literally, in that 60 seconds, he almost flooded the bathroom, like, literally. So, um, now nah, I appreciate everybody pulling up. Y'all pulled up mad late. Um, shout out to Toxic Boys. I remember, I think they were starting something at 7. Uh, I'm glad to have the shouting match today. I was in full form. Um, I appreciate you guys pulling up. and, and But what we're not going to do is disrespect Mitchell Robinson no more. Jay, every time you disrespect Mitchell Robinson, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reply on your tweet and call you a dumbass. You, Papa Left, and y'all other cronies who's been dissing Mitchell Robinson. It's annoying. It needs to stop. Let Mitchell Robinson get healthy and stop sending that bad juju his way. It's stupid. What are you talking about? Trade. I'd rather trade Mitch than trade Randall. Are you sniffing coke, brother? I I might have to accuse you of doing a hard substance. I don't want to I, I don't want to accuse you of anything. So let let's be sensible here, right? When we yes, you could take the limited lays. Let's be sensible here when we talk about trading people. Randall has to go. That is a fact. <laughs> That is a fact. <laughs> like, I'm not backing off of that either. And that's because Obi's going to cost less. Obi's going to be more efficient. I think Obi is ready now. The man is 24 going on 25. He deserves to play. He deserves to play 30 minutes a night. We do him a disservice right now. And, the, and he's a career average of 14.5 minutes per game. Come on now. Obi like Frank Nilakina or some shit, man. It's not really fair to me um, as a fan. Um, but any last words, Jay, and Stan, and then I'm, I'm going to get out of here because I'm definitely tired right now. No, I'm Gucci, bro. Good space, bro. Nah, yeah, you got a great, um, great space, bro. Yeah, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate everybody who took it, too. Um, fly, see you, smooth, Cassius, um, my guy Dip, Big Mo, Uncle Bill, Josh. Nick and Nate, I see you. Um, Dev, Breeze, Radiology, Nick State, Jake Browns, but I see you. The real Seno, the Nick, off the Robert, Rikishi, Nishi, um, Nas, fuck Skills, Gabe, Mario, all of you guys, man. Jeff, Dave, Ups, all of you guys, man. I appreciate all of you guys tuning in to the spaces, um, which was also a podcast, by the way. So that's going to be mad funny. <laughs> I'm going to upload this. Later on tonight, so this should be out by like four in the morning. I really appreciate all the different kind of takes. Uh, I love when people don't agree with me all the time. It 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 gets an interesting conversation going. And um, peace out, man. Cash, I'm gonna need you to clip that that uh, interaction with you and, and go go back and forth. Definitely need that. <laughs> Definitely need that. The streets need that. All right. <laughs> and ladies too. Appreciate y'all.